part of this document dated to 2006, where basically the National Security Agency is asking people to come up with useful phone numbers. And they say, have you got the numbers of any foreign military, political, diplomatic personnel that might be handy to us? And the memo goes on. In one recent case, a US official provided the NSA with 200 phone numbers to 35 world leaders. The arrest of 24 people for indecent images of children is a success for the new National Crime Agency, according to its deputy director. The NCA coordinated the operation, which involved five police forces, including Bedfordshire and Hertfordshire. Andy Baker from the NCA says it's vital to protect children from this sort of crime. We've interviewed victims, children, adults that have said, every time I walk down the street and someone looks at me, I think, have they seen me? when I was being abused in that way. Now, no one should have to live with that. So we need to work hard to eradicate that in the first place and, as importantly, make sure that we uh, deal with the people that offend in this way. The introduction of a 20-mile-per-hour speed limit across towns in Hertfordshire is being debated by the County Council. Members of the Overview and Scrutiny Committee have heard about similar schemes introduced in other parts of the country. In sport, UEFA have opened disciplinary proceedings against CSKA Moscow for what's been deemed as the racist behaviour of their fans during the Champions League match against Manchester City. City midfielder Yaya Toure claims he heard racist chanting from a section of the Russian club supporters throughout the match. And the MK Dons have signed the centre-half Jordan Spence on loan from West Ham. The weather for bedtards and bugs will be cloudy today with heavy rain, but turning brighter later, top temperatures around 19 degrees Celsius at 66 degrees Fahrenheit. Get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash threecounties. This is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Anyone else feeling really tired this morning? Oh, it was hot. I woke up early as well. I woke up at 20 to 4. And I just lay there thinking, oh, 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 no. But three hours to go, and then it's the freaking weekend, baby, and I'm about to have me some fun. Lots coming up between now and 9 o'clock, including the latest on Bedford Hospital and the uh, woman who will decide, if only for the short term, the direction it's going to take. The speed limit could drop to 20 miles per hour in towns across Hertfordshire. Good idea? Bad idea? Terrible waste of money? And another step towards world domination for the ukulele. Okay, maybe not the world, but just Bedfordshire. Perhaps not the whole of Bedfordshire either, just a handful of schools. But trust me, I've seen the future. It's got four strings and a stubby body, and it's not Justin D. Lee. Facebook.com forward slash BBC 3CR. You can send me a text 81333, start your text 3CR, or you could give me a phone call 08459 455 555. Across beds, hearts, and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. The future of paediatric services at Bedford Hospital was discussed at a public meeting last night. Parents, campaigners and the local uh, clinical commissioning group who will determine the future of the unit met to talk about when services will return to the hospital and how they should be run. Well, I'm joined now by the newly appointed interim chair of Bedfordshire CCG, Sheila Childerhouse. Good morning, Sheila. Good morning, Ian. Uh, nice you, to speak to you. You've got your work cut out a bit, haven't you? 
Oh, there's some interesting challenges as ever in the NHS. I've known it, never known a calm time. <laughs> but it's, it's it's a little bit more than interesting challenges at Bedford Hospital. It, it's been a mess, hasn't it, with accusations of bullying, of, of doctors not answering the phone when they're meant to, units closing down. It's in a bit of a state, isn't it? Well, clearly I've read some of the reports that have been published and there are some real issues. But what I would say is there's some real issues for all of the hospitals of the size of Bedford Hospital. Um, you know, we, we've got models that were designed for post-war health. And it, the really exciting bit is we've now got an opportunity to shape services for what we need for people, local people, for the next 10, 20 years. But the, you mentioned, oh yes, of course, the, the, the NHS is, is run perhaps in a slightly old-fashioned way and hospitals are built on an old-fashioned system. But, but I, I'm sure in the post-war they wouldn't have thought that, that uh, there would be accusations of bullying and, and people not answering their phone when they were meant to. And those problems are specific, aren't they, oh, to Beds Hospital? Yeah. When, there are, when there are specific problems, they need specifically addressing. And you're right, there's been some very specific issues about paediatrics, which is why we instigated um, the exercise we've been holding, listening to people working with local doctors and nurses um, so that we really get on board people's views right from the beginning and we help to use local views to shape the services for the future. And that's what's been happening. And I suppose the challenges are, are pretty similar to what you've uh, been dealing with in, in Norfolk. If I'm right, you dealt with uh, the scathing CQC re- reports, ward closures during your time as the chair uh, of the uh, Queen Elizabeth Hospital, didn't you, in Kings Lynn? Indeed, that was a bad spell, but they've done very well since, although it has to be said they're facing some very considerable challenges again now. Um, but at the time, in 2005, um, the, the main challenge for them was finance. Uh, rather than actually performance. They've had some more performance issues lately. So, so now you're the head of the Clinical Commissioning Group. You're the one deciding where funding goes, aren't you, rather than the one fighting for it. So how, how different will that be? Uh, at the end of the day, which, whether you're on the commissioning side or the provider side, what really matters is patient care, quality patient care. And I'm as frustrated as you or anybody else when it's not the quality care it should be. And it's about what's needed by the local population, whether that's care in their own home, whether it's care in their practice, or whether it's care in the local hospital. When will A&E overnight stay and outpatient services in the paediatric unit come back to Bedford Hospital? I can't give you an absolute date, but what we will do is to work towards getting the right services for the people in Bedford as quickly as we possibly can. Do the right services include A&E overnight stay and outpatient services in the paediatric unit? I'd be jumping ahead of the review if I said that. I think we have to make sure that we've got exactly the right services. I would envisage that the people of Bedford will continue to need urgent care on that, you know, locally. They will continue to need the core services available. I well, are, are A&E, can, overnight stay and outpatient services, all in paediatric, are they core services? You, you, you seem to be implying that there's a chance they, they may not come back. No, I'm not implying that at all. As I say, I'd be jumping ahead of the review. We're at the point we're about to launch a consultation. There's going to be a wider consultation of all the services, and I really welcome that because, as I said at the beginning, this is a really exciting opportunity for Bedford to be in the vanguard of looking ahead. We've not done enough looking ahead in the NHS in, in recent years. So you, you can't guarantee those services will come back? I'd be, I, I personally would be guaranteeing you something which is ahead of a review. I believe that there will be a hospital in Bedford providing local services for local people for a long while to come. But I'm new to the system, and I'm not going to commit to something that I don't yet 
have the in-depth knowledge that you and the local population do. I'm, I'm here to both listen and look at what the future is. OK, well, have a listen to this, uh, uh, if you wouldn't mind, Sheila. This is uh, Joe Harrison, the chief executive of Milton Keynes Hospital. As a parent of four-year-old twins myself, I'm absolutely clear that local children's services are essential for a local hospital to provide. I am very keen to ensure that as many children from Bedford get treated locally at Bedford as possible. That said, I know that I've had to take my child into Great Ormond Street for specialist care when I live outside of London, and so I do know that sometimes you have to travel to receive really specialist care, but the vast majority should be being provided by the local hospital close to where patients live. What's your reaction to that? I agree with... Absolutely. Local care. Local care available for local people. But if I've got a very complicated specialist procedure, I want to go where they do hundreds of them a year, not where they do half a dozen. But that's the very high-tech end. Ordinary care for ordinary people, day-to-day, should be as local as it possibly can be. And that's why I do believe passionately that the small hospitals dotted around, relatively small hospitals dotted around, have an absolutely crucial role to play in the future of healthcare. What about the future of Bedford Hospital as a whole? Because the Foundation Trust status is on hold. Milton Keynes Hospital is no longer interested in working with Bedford Hospital. It doesn't look very good, does it? Well, I think putting the Foundation Trust on hold is absolutely the right thing to do. You know, we can all look around the country and see where that process has actually distracted people from getting services better. And clearly Bedford does have some challenges. They need to get their services right now for people. And Foundation Trust is the icing on the cake when you've got a really good trust that's providing good care and running really effectively. And Milton Keynes Hospital no longer interested in working with Bedford? I think I I can't really comment on that one. But obviously, they have their own set of problems as well. And I think that... Well, how does that, how does that affect you? I mean, you can comment on the effect it would have for you and Bedford Hospital, can't you? I don't see that as a negative or a positive. It's, it's a fact. They've talked about working together. They've, not, they've decided not to pursue that route. And as far as I'm concerned, that's a decision for our boards. I don't think that it's the, the main thrust is for both of them to get the services right. Then they can talk about what the future shape of... How will it affect patients, though? Because we've heard lots of talk of of sending patients to Milton Keynes Hospital. If Milton Keynes aren't interested in in assisting, how will that affect the patients? It doesn't doesn't mean the patients don't go there. I mean, as, you know, the the chief executive of Bedford said, you know, patients, whether they be paediatric patients or older patients, move around from hospital to hospital. Um, They go where there's the appropriate care. They go where they wish to go, where there's a choice, where there's family in the area. There are a number of factors which will continue to take place, whether, you know, there's a future organisational merger or not. Sheila, thank you very much for your time. No doubt we'll be speaking again uh, in the future. That's Sheila Childerhouse, who is the newly appointed interim chair of Bedfordshire CCG, Clinical Commissioning Group, 08459 455555. We're celebrating Ukes today. Let's have a bit more of Joe Brown, shall we? Why not?
kids learning the ukulele it will be less painful for parents ears it will be more fun and what a what a better country we'd live in wouldn't we we'll talk about that a bit more in a, a little bit quarter past six we'll have the travel i've got no idea who's doing it let's see what happens when i press this button travel news for beds hearts and bugs bbc three counties radio Morning. Looking heavy for the North Orbital Road at the M25 Junction 21A roundabout. Traffic conditions a little bit damp out there to take it easy, but uh, so far so good generally for traffic around Milton Keynes, Watford and Dunstable. Full updates, of course, from the motorways, the M25 and the M1. Let us know how your journey pans out. Uh, we've got a bit of an issue for the tubes. Uh, service via Victoria suspended on the Circle Line between Edgware Road and Aldgate. They've been a bit uh, late finishing those engineering works, but uh, National Rail op- Operators are looking OK. Bill Sheldrake, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much, Bill. 6.16, it's Friday the 25th of October, two months until Christmas. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. A man has been charged with the murder of 67-year-old Len Flower in Luton earlier this week. Speed limits can be dropped to 20 miles per hour in towns across Hertfordshire. The weather today, overcast rain this morning, but turning brighter this afternoon. And coming up, as you've just heard, the speed limit could be about to drop down to 20 miles per hour in towns across Hertfordshire. Is that a brilliant idea or a complete waste of money? Do give us a call, 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio.
Every consumer problem has an unhappy customer. They've actually deleted the main account instead of attaching my one to it. We ordered it and when we got home we checked the measurements and it just will not fit. A company. We've asked the council, now they come up with a new excuse, it's not them, it's down to the highways. And he said, well I'm sorry, that's your policy, oh well maybe next time you'll learn not to open the box. And me getting to the bottom of it all. And they confirmed that they would return my excess and that my no claims bonus would not be affected. The JVS Show fights for your rights and tackles your consumer problems. Weekdays from 9, BBC Three Counties Radio.
little bit of Slade. Your little bit of Slade. You can't go wrong with that. Fantastic. Morning, this is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Now the speed limit could be about to drop right down to 20 miles per hour in towns across Hertfordshire. The idea is being considered by the county council as a way to cut congestion and reduce ac- uh, accidents. Well, motoring groups can't agree on this one. Some say lowering speed limits has no impact on safety. Others say accidents will decrease by as much as 70%. Do you want to have your say on this? 08459 455 555. I'm joined now by Nigel Humphreys from the Alliance of British Drivers. Morning, Nigel. What do you reckon? Good idea? Uh, I think it's a very bad idea to put these in on a blanket basis. Why? Our research shows that if you put speed limits on roads that are inappropriate for the conditions, in other words, they're, they're way below what the natural speed is that people will drive along that road, then what, what you get is that people some people comply with them, some people ignore them. Natural um, speed for that road? I don't understand what that means. Well, that's the speed you'd normally drive along the road. As because a that's... A sp- driver would drive along the road because that's what's appropriate for the distance you can speed. Well, no, 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 no. The, 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 the normal... The, what we normally drive along the road is, 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 is what the speed limits are. That's why in some roads we drive at 30 because we know that's the speed limit. Most ways we, you know, 70 because that's the speed limit. I don't think there is such a thing as a, a natural speed limit. I've not heard yeah. that phrase before. Well, it's a, it's the natural speed that you drive along the road, it's, and that's what the speed limit should be set at. It's called the 85th percentile, uh, and it's the speed at which 85% of the drivers are driving at that speed or slower, and 15% with them. And you know, research shows that that is the safest speed. We can't let drivers. We can't let drivers set the speed though, because otherwise we'd all be driving at 90 miles per hour on the motorway. Surely we have to. No, actually, no, actually, we wouldn't. Uh, that isn't true. Uh, the, there is a there is a speed on the road which is the the you know, the, the, the safe speed limit and the research actually shows that if you set the speed limit at that level you actually get the lowest number of accidents and the reason is that because if you reduce the speed limit below that level then what you get is a much bigger variation in speeds because people break the speed limit people uh, the speed of the fastest drivers actually goes up uh, and what's worse if you do that. What you, what you find is that when your speed limit is actually necessary, so as you go along the road and that, that speed limit becomes necessary, people will continue to ignore it. In Portsmouth, that, in Portsmouth, uh, Nigel, sorry to interrupt, in Portsmouth, the yeah, 20 mile yeah. per hour limit on all residential roads has reduced casualties by 22%. No, it hasn't. Uh, that's not true. Uh, the number of killed and serious injured has not changed. Uh, across the, across the city um, uh, that was come in, you know, uh, and um, you know you, you, they're, they're being selected with statistics. Uh, and what's happening, you know, people not complying with that speed limit, and people will not comply with a speed limit that doesn't equate to the natural speed for the road. Nigel, you keep going back to this natural speed limit. I, can I, yeah. Permission to speak freely, sir. That sounds yeah. like balls. The natural speed limit for the road. That sounds like complete and utter tosh. There's no such thing as a natural speed limit for the road. You adhere to the speed limits that are set there. No, people don't. <laughs> well, we know we know people don't, but that, that doesn't mean we should we should keep the speeds higher simply to accommodate those people who don't follow the law. If the speed limit's thirty, I stick to thirty. If it's seventy, I stick to seventy. Uh, if it's twenty, I will stick to twenty quite happily and quite easily. I don't so find myself going drive- faster. You, you, I'm afraid you do. Well, I'm afraid I, my job, I'm afraid I don't, mate. I actually don't. Well, I think you'll find you do when you drive along the road. Nigel, yeah. Nigel, with the greatest you, of respect, you, you, know. you don't know. I don't. I stick to the speed oh. limit, Nigel. 
Oh, well, 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 I don't think, <laughs> I don't think most people do that. You know, I mean, it, it just... The, the and your evidence for that comes from where? The evidence comes from that, comes from all the Department of Transport research that's been done in the, in the 70s and the 80s and the, and the 60s. How about in the 90s and the 2000s? That research is 30 years old. Well, the research doesn't show the facts don't change. Well, they the do facts. because car, cars do change. Cars are easier to handle now. Cars are easier to control. So I would suggest that 30-year-old data relating to uh, vehicle speed is, I would suggest, is out of date. Well, driver, driver behaviour doesn't change. People don't change. Well, of course it changes uh, when you're dealing with different brakes, different... different. The cars from now are completely different to 30 years ago. You know that, Nigel. Well, absolutely. The cars stop quicker. They stop more effectively. Much, much quicker. Braking distances have gone down by 30 or 40% in the last 30 okay, years. OK, here's some more so on figures. That basis, on that basis, speed limit should have gone up, shouldn't they? But it's not about that. The Transport, research, really the transport yeah. research Laboratory yeah. says lowering urban and residential speed limits to 20 uh, miles per hour has found to decrease child pedestrian accidents by up to 70%. You're going to... What do you make of that? What I make what I make of that is that certain it is that certain uh, certain modes where speed limits have been put in where a bunch of accidents have just happened um, will actually uh, you know will actually distort those statistics. That's uh, that's uh, that's the bottom line. If you find place where a bunch of accidents have just happened unusually, that's what they do with speed count. You know, they claim it, uh, uh, the, the, the number of accidents is reduced by 70% by speed cameras, but the overall number of accidents in the area doesn't change. <laughs> Do you have trouble driving at 20 miles per hour, Nigel, and, and uh, obeying the speed limits? Uh, well, put it that way, it's not about having trouble with it. It's about it making you a less safe driver. But do you struggle to stick to the speed limits, or are you constantly driving at your natural speed? Well, obviously you try and drive by the natural speed of the road because that's the safest speed to drive. No, I don't, see, I, I completely disagree with your, your premise. I, I, I don't well, try and drive at the natural speed. I drive at, the, uh, at or below the speed limit. Oh, at or below the speed limit. So suddenly now you've got to think. Suddenly, suddenly Yes, you have to think when you're driving a car, suddenly, yes. Suddenly, you, 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 you say, most of the time you stop thinking. You started off by saying, well, I don't think, I just drive at the speed limit. No, I drive now, at the speed limit or below it. That's, that, that's yeah, obvious because that's the law. Those are the rules of the road. Now you're changing the tune, aren't you? The no. But, yeah, you're changing the tune. What, what, what tune has by, changed, Nigel? You started off by saying, I drive at the speed limit and I don't think about what I'm doing. That's the implication. I didn't that. say I don't I, think, Nigel. I didn't say that. So please don't put words in my mouth. I said I drive at the speed limit. The obvious implication there, and I'm sorry if it didn't come across, yeah. is I drive at the speed limit or below the speed limit. That seemed obvious to me. Apologies yeah. if I didn't make that clear. Well, I didn't say I don't yeah. think. I think when you're driving, that, of course you should think. Basically what you're saying is that, is that you shouldn't, you should, or many, you should go along. And um, when the speed limit is too low, then you should just drive at the speed limit, look at your speed limit, and not think about what's going on. No. I see it's not what I've said, Nigel. I know it's not what you said, but it's what happens when you drive along the road. It's what happens when people who are not, not com- confident yeah, and b- good why, drivers drive, why, yes. Why silly accidents happen on the motorway, because people are not concentrating on what they're doing, because they're not allowed well, those- to the, the, because, you know, oh, Nigel, you're, you're arguing with the greatest. I'm enjoying this, and I hope you are as well. So, you know, no, like, the thing, well, I'm very frustrated because I think it's sort of silly, and we're not getting on to some of the other more important, you know, equally important parts I want to make. Well, no, because you're, you've come, in, you've come in with, <laughs> you've come in with this nonsense about people finding it difficult to stick to the speed limit or below it because they have too 
think. Well, yes, well, when you're driving, <laughs> when you're driving, here's a suggestion. Here's a, here's a suggestion. When you're driving, yeah. drivers, think. I think I think that thinking whilst driving is actually a good idea. Yes, and I think I think setting silly speed limits and making people comply with speed limits that I should I disagree with that thinking. That you don't think you should think when you're driving. But no, I'm saying that the speed limit stops you thinking if it's wrong. The speed limit should help you to think. Basically, that's what the research shows. Nigel, we have to end it there. Thank you very much indeed. That was fun, wasn't it? Nigel Humphreys there from the Alliance of British Drivers. D- permission to speak freely. I, th- I-, I think that was tosh, what he was saying. Complete and utter balls. He believes it, and we've, with Nigel and I have sparred before, and I hope that he takes that in the spirit it's intended and we will come back and spar again, because I enjoyed that. But there is a natural speed that we fall into... Yes, listen, I've got six points on my licence. I've done speeding. I've done it. Can't do it anymore. Got to stop. So what I do... Do you know what speed I drive at on the motorway most of the time now? 55 miles an hour. I know. I leave a bit earlier. I save a fortune in petrol. There is a natural speed limit that we all fall into. If you have to stick to or below the speed limit, you're distracted because you're thinking... I'm very, very confused. Yes, here's a a tip, drivers. When you're driving, think. Think. Don't just be thinking about which status quo greatest hits you're going to put in your car. Don't be thinking... Think about what you're doing. Seems obvious to me. 08459 455 555. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. It's a wet one out there, just to make you aware of that if you haven't left the house just yet, but uh, just begin to build down the M25, direction 23, South Mims. Uh, quick word up on the High Wickham, actually, the A40 West Wickham Road. Uh, they put some temporary traffic lights in place until next Friday, the 1st of November, just near Milan Road. And I've got a late train for you, Bedford, 6.39 to Sutton, not expected till 6.44. It's going to be five minutes late. Bill Sheldrake, BBC, Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's half past six, I'm Lee Agnew. The headlines, a man has been charged with the murder of 67-year-old Len Flower, who was stabbed to death in Luton on Tuesday afternoon. 35-year-old Samir Barber will appear before magistrates today. Campaigners have been told that a final decision on paediatric services at Bedford Hospital still hasn't been made. Sheila Childerhouse, the new interim chair of Bedfordshire Clinical Commissioning Group, says she can't promise overnight care will return before there's been a full review. And the speed limit could be dropped to 20 miles per hour in towns across Hertfordshire. The idea is being considered by the County Council as a way to cut congestion and reduce accidents. The weather will be cloudy with heavy rain this morning but turning brighter later. Top temperatures around 19 degrees Celsius, 66 degrees Fahrenheit. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Manchester City's Yaya Toure says black players could boycott the 2018 World Cup unless Russia tackles racism in football. It follows complaints of racial insults during City's midweek win in Moscow. Paul Mortimer from Show Racism the Red Card also has reservations about Russia hosting the tournament. Well, it scares me, to be truthfully honest. The best thing about it is they have four years to get it right. They've got work to do and the first thing they, I think they have to do is accept there is an issue. Because if they continue to ignore that these these things are happening, they won't really deal with it correctly. They've got four years. They've got to get it done in a year or two, as far as I'm concerned. It worries me, though. 
The MK Dons manager Carl Robinson says defender Tom Flanagan still has a future at the club. Robinson signed centre-half Jordan Spence on loan from West Ham yesterday and he's set to play at Tranmere tomorrow. I've told him I'm not going to let him go on loan just yet. I want to stay here. We're going to work on a number of things, me and Tom, and we're going to try and get him right for when he is called upon next. Um, don't lose faith with Tom. He's a really good kid with a, with a bright future and he's just having a bad time at the moment. Um, so it's a bit unfair for me to leave him in. Also in League One tomorrow, Stevenage take on Crawley. Wickham Wanderers have signed experienced Danish midfielder Sebastian Kansvard on a one-month deal subject to international clearance. And there are plenty of teams from the three counties in FA Cup action tomorrow. Just one win from the first round proper. Luton Town, Biggleswey, St Albans, Hemel Hempstead, Borehamwood and Bishop Stortford are playing. And finally, the first practice session is taking place for the Indian Grand Prix. Red Bull Sebastian Vettel could clinch his fourth driver's title if he finishes fifth or higher in Sunday's race. That's BBC Three Counties News and Sport. More at seven o'clock. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the other side of the street I knew stood a girl that looked like you I guess that's deja vu, but I thought this can't be true Cause you moved to West L.A. or New York or Santa Fe Or wherever to get away from me Oh, but that one night was more than just right
08459 455 555. This part of the show, Catherine Boyle joins me in the studio. We have a, a, a few drinks. <laughs> Uh, and it's a bit relaxed. If you want to just phone up and join in and have a chat, you're more than welcome to. Let's put that invitation out there. For the next ten minutes or so, if you want to join in, 08459 455 555. What have you got in the newspapers? Well, I've uh, well, on the front page of the newspapers, it's all about the young Prince George again. Can we just... And that is a cute picture with his arms outstretched. Yay, That's cute. Prince George, christening day. Yeah, Yay. but, you know, but we've, we've seen, there's a spread, isn't there, in one of the papers, <laughs> yeah. where it's, it's pictures of him... Two pages of him looking like other babies from his family, because... That's what happens. Or, let's be honest. Let's be honest, dear listener. All babies look the same. Okay, up for the first three months, four months, then they start three months. Let's Winston say. Churchill. They all look like Winston Churchill. If your baby, you had your baby for a couple of weeks, and then it got swapped with another baby in the first two weeks, you wouldn't know. Oh come on, you would. You know. would not know. My second baby had hair like Dennis the Menace. You pick her out. Well, of the she's line. a uh, not going to say freak. That's rude. Special. Thank you. Uh, but if you uh, the, uh, most other baby normal babies. Would, you wouldn't know the difference. And you wouldn't care either, because at that age, they've not developed a personality. You can still shape them. Yes, you know, if you need to give them a kidney or something, you, you won't be able to, and that would be disappointing. But, for the most part, all babies look the same. You're all heart. You really are. Well, it's just a fact. It's a fact, isn't it, Terry? No, all babies don't look the same. That's a particularly beautiful baby, I have to say. I'll take your pardon. Not a royalist. But the, the royal but baby is a lovely baby. He's cute as a button. He is. I'm not a royalist, but that is a lovely baby. If you have you got children, Terry? I have. They're very old now. They're eighteen and twenty-one. Well, but right. you you must be honest. You you when you walked into the the ward with all the other babies, you could not identify your baby. The only reason you knew it was your baby is because it was sat next to your partner. <laughs> no, I think I did. You you think you did? Yeah. Okay. Uh, what have you called in about, Terry? Um, what I did call in about Ian was the. Um, the, the last um, person on, Nigel, talking oh, yes. about the natural speed limit. Nigel Humphreys from the Alliance of British Drivers. There's a natural speed limit. I, I thought it was Tosh. Well, um, I have to agree with Nigel. Oh. Um, as, a, as a civil engineer, um, what Nigel was talking about, the 85 percentile, um, most people do drive at the same speed. So 85 percent of people drive a particular road at the same speed. And if I try and give an example of that, do you know the um, the A505 between Hitchin and Luton? No, very well. Yeah, dual carriageway. Yeah, of course. The, the speed limit on that is 70. Yeah? Yeah. But um, obviously there's straight sections and there's bends and there's hills. Yeah. So um, on a straight section, people drive faster. They might drive 80. And on the bends, they'll slow down and they'll drive maybe 55. Yeah, the reason and for that is, Terry, so they don't crash. Yeah, absolutely. And so what's, what, what highway engineers measure is that most people drive those sections, 85% of people drive them at the same speed. Yeah. And so, say, if you're driving on the straight bit at 50 and everybody else is driving at 70, yeah. then you're a bit of a hazard. Whereas if you're driving a section... Say at the bend. Say you were taking the bend at seventy. Yes. Everybody else was driving it at fifty. Then you'd be a hazard again. So the safest speed is the same speed as everybody else. I was driving fifty-five miles an hour on the motorway today. Does that make me a hazard? If everybody else was driving at seventy, seventy-five, then they have to keep coming out around you. Good. So you're Good. posing more of a hazard. But 70, than... 70 is the speed limit. It's not the target. I know it's not the target, but the safest speed 
it's the same speed as everybody else. Well, everyone this morning was doing about 90. Should I be doing 90 on, on, on the M1? Um, it, it's probably safer if most... Because it's not the speed that kills, Ian. It's the sudden stop. At okay. the end of it. Terry, we'll end it there. Just cause, uh, uh, thank you very much for that, Terry. Now, Terry's more of an expert, so I, I wouldn't like to disagree, but he was wrong. Then I still don't get this natural... It's, I was driving 50... There are three or four lanes on the motorway. Me driving at 55 miles an hour, and boy, I'm getting a day and a half worth of uh, petrol out, extra out of this by doing this. If I'm driving at 55 miles an hour, that's my choice. I think, yes, if you go to sort of 40 on the motorway, that is hazardous. You're not sitting in the middle of the lane, no. I'm assuming. No, Well, then you're probably behind lorries and they're doing less than that. Yeah, exactly. So I... Oh, eight four five nine four double five five double five is the phone number. What else have you got? Children are more likely to trust a pretty face. Oh. Adults with attractive faces, because you were thinking about going into teaching if this doesn't all pan out. Yes. Bless you. Oh, dear. Goodness me. Are you all right, David? Yeah. You got a bit, 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 bit of a cold there, Dave? No, just sniffing. I didn't know he was. A, I didn't know I was on the air. Oh, so no, yes, you were on the air. Don't, did, Catherine just talk, have you got a pretty face? No, I don't think so. Oh, oh children but, don't trust you. Yeah. <laughs> when four or five-year-olds were shown photos of attractive and unattractive women, they tended to believe answers attributed to the pretty ones. Yeah, well, my of daughter's course. got a pretty teacher. Yeah, exactly. You, you, of course, you believe fit people more than you do munters. That's a fact. That's that's obvious. Why are they doing research into that? Go and find a cure for cancer. You know, go and do something proper with your time, scientists. Blooming scientists, David. Yeah, yeah I you, agree with you. You need a good blow. Well, I'm out walking a dog in a pouring rain. Well, you, you oh, might get David. one. David. You have you not got a hanky with you? Somewhere, but if I, if I look for my hanky, I've got a phone in one hand and a dog in the other. Oh, dear. Are You're you juggling. Wearing, are you wearing a good sturdy waterproof, David? I, cer- I certainly am. Good. What Thanks. have you called in for, David? I'll just say thanks for playing that Joe Brown record this week. It's really good. I've actually ordered it myself off of Amazon. Oh, fantastic. There you go. Catherine's just ordered it. Yeah, he's turned me. You've ordered it. It's it's a good record. I'm glad we're selling a few copies for Joe. We're going to try and get him back. Listen, we want to start a campaign, David. Yeah. To get rid of recorders in schools... And get kids playing the ukulele. Get kids playing the ukulele, and we're going to try and rope Joe Brown in as sort of our, uh, uh, our what do they call it? Mast? No, masthead. A czar. A, a, a czar. Ukulele czar. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I think that's really good. Well, David, listen, thank you very much. Go, you go and blow your nose now, Mister. I'm, I'm, look at that. That's Poor nice. Poor David. Poor old He's David. He's good to that dog. It, well, is there a dog? I've never heard the dog bark. Women are better at multitasking. It's another one of those women are better. <sighs> yep. Next. Women have always known it, and now science has proved it. The fairer sex, I think says this is the a trick. Dead Express. Why? You're making it sound... It's like that kind of positive praise thing when you try and get children to do things that you, yeah. want, you don't want to do yourself. Yeah. So you say to them, you're really good at tidying your bedroom, when really they're rubbish, but you don't want to do it. I tell you what. So you're trying to make women do more work by telling them they're, they're best at it. This, this article's by Joe Willie. I'd change my name. Now, I tell you what, let's prove it. Let's try and prove it once and for all, OK? okay. I'm going to try and go into travel, then do the news and go into weather... <laughs> You try and make a cup of tea. Let's let's see. How about you do the travel news weather and jog on? Oh dearie, dearie me! How rude. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Uh, yes, looking heavy now on the M25. It's we're seeing that build up from Junction 25A10 up to Potters Bar, ongoing works of course. And anti-clockwise, a bit of a slow one now from Maple Cross at 17 to the M40 at 16. We might have some longer journey times this morning because of the uh, the spray and the weather and all. Uh, around Luton, though, Watford, Dunsport, all looking fine with traffic levels. Bill Sheldrake, BBC, Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much, Bill. 6.45, it's Friday the 25th of October. I'm Ian Lee. 
These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. A man has been charged with the murder of 67-year-old Len Flower in Luton earlier this week. Campaigners have been told that a decision on paediatric services at Bedford Hospital still hasn't been made. The new interim chair of Bedfordshire Clinical Commissioning Group told me she can't promise overnight care will return before there's been a full review. And speed limits could be dropped to 20 miles per hour in towns across Hertfordshire. Lots of you having your say on that. You can go to facebook.com forward slash BBC 3CR or 08459 555. Before that, let's get the latest weather. Here's Georgina Bennett. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Hello there, a bit of a blustery, showery start to the day, but it pushes through fairly quickly, so although we'll have a wet and windy commute, it's uh, got some dry, brighter conditions behind it, so it could be quite a pleasant, albeit still windy, afternoon. Uh, that keen southwesterly wind still in place, but a mild day with temperatures reaching 18 degrees Celsius today. Tonight, we've got a mild but breezy night. Temperatures shouldn't drop too far. We're looking at lows of 13 or 14 degrees. And tomorrow, a cloudy, drab start to the day. Some showery rain around as well, well into the afternoon afternoon and another breezy day temperatures expected to reach 18 degrees celsius again though so a wet and windy weekend and of course we do have these severe gales on the, in the forecast for monday there are warnings in place at the moment but uh, there's a little uncertainty as to the intensity of these so we will of course keep you updated over the weekend that's your latest forecast Saturdays on BBC Three Counties Radio are about... Six minutes past six, starting a Saturday morning. Let's get stuck straight into the news. Memories. Let's begin with the UK charts from this day. 1980. Food. My Weekend Kitchen brings you delicious, simple recipes for you to make at home. Sport. Live commentary every week from your local team. And local unsigned music. BBC Introducing, bringing new local music to beds, hearts and bucks. For full programme details, go online to BBC co.uk slash three counties Saturdays on BBC Three Counties Radio Now we heard that mention of a show I'd never heard of before, BBC Introducing Kelly Betts, you're young and funky <laughs> I can see you're eating a chocolate on Facebook What? Cake, a chocolate cake. Well it's still a chocolate? Yes I said the cake bit in my head silently so I'm right, it's not like when Justin Dealey called it the, the Royal Anthem when he meant the National Anthem <laughs> and he tried to justify that oh, Hey, do you remember him? No, J-Dog. It's J-Dog's, J-Dog's, J-Dog's birthday. birthday. J-Dog's birthday today. Now, BBC Introducing, tell us a little bit about it. And not well, do. Not OK. Much. All right, what it is, it's a show dedicated for people making music in the Bedfordshire, Hertfordshire and Buckinghamshire music scene. And it's full of talent. You should listen every Saturday, 8pm till 9pm. And what's the track that we're playing from uh, that roster today? Today, it's a track called Shame. It's by Lucy Hodson, but she calls herself Lucy H, because she's cool no, she and down call with herself. it. She Sorry, Lucy H, because she's cool and down with it. Yep. She's 15 years old. Wowzers. Remember being 15? Mm. Did you ever write a song? Yeah, I did. Did you? Yeah, I did. Well, did you ever get it played on BBC Three? Well, Lucy's, Lucy's done it, and here it is. Let's have a listen to this, and we'll get the uh, opinion of Nanny Eileen after this. What? you down and he broke your 
Shame on you, Lucy H. 15 from St Albans with your track Shame. That's not shameful at all. Oh, oh, little twist at the end there. There's a, there's a story. Well, cheer up. Cheer up, because you, you're good. You've got talent. So, you know, go do a fun pop song next time. But that was excellent. Thank you very much indeed. Now, earlier this week, I spoke to uh, Joe Brown, musical legend on the programme. If you missed it, it'll be in the podcast. It'll go up later on today. Uh, and we talked about his new ukulele album. It's a corker. It really is fantastic. And I'm glad to say that quite a few of you got in touch and said, yeah, I heard that. Bought that. Good stuff. So well done you. Well, we kept together, came up with the idea of getting rid of recorders in schools because recorders are awful instruments. They, 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 they horrible sound. Replacing them with a ukulele. Even if you play the ukulele badly, it still sounds better than a good recorder. Well, one person uh, who was listening to the show was Barbara Taylor, the Assistant Service Manager for Bedfordshire Music. She joins me now. Good morning, Barbara. Good morning. The ukulele, what do you make of it? Um, Well, it's certainly a fun instrument, and uh, Joe has been an inspiration um, in taking it forward. Um, He's good, Joe Brown, isn't he? He's a a nice fella, and he he has a genuine love for this tiny little four-string guitar. He does. Um, And, uh, in fact... We are running uh, 12 um, projects this year across the uh, Bedford Borough in um, lower schools in years three and four. So by the end of this year, there will be 300-odd children that will have had the opportunity to have a starter sort of 15-week session in playing the ukulele. Oh, fan. Um, Years three and four, how old is that? Uh, that'll be... Is that sort of six and seven? Yes. Something uh, like that. Uh, and year and uh, eight as well. Six, seven, eight. We'll have the yep. chance to, to play the ukulele. Fan- yes. Fantastic. And then they can go on and, and play again um, in smaller groups afterwards, so they'll have an opportunity to continue it. So when do these courses start, or have they started already? They've started already, oh. and they'll culminate in a, a, a large-scale concert next year. Brilliant. And how many... So, so you've got all these kids... Do they enjoy playing the ukulele? They love it, yeah, because it's it's relatively cheap to buy. Although we actually provide all the instruments for the children to play, 
Um, and they come in all colours. Yeah. They, as well, you can have red ones, pink ones, blue ones. You are, I learnt the cello when I was at school. I know, I know. And I gave it up when I was 12. One of the biggest regrets of my life. But, th- th- you know, for me, to, they kept saying, well, you should, you should get your parents to buy a cello. Well, yeah, that's six, seven hundred quid. We couldn't afford that. A ukulele, you can get a, a half-decent one for 20, 25, 30 quid. Yes, you can. You can buy a ukulele and a book for under £20 pounds now. Barbara, listen, I'm, I don't have to say yes now, because I know I'm, I'm asking you the, 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 on the air and this is all spontaneous. At some point, do you reckon we could get some of those kids in here on a Friday morning to, to come in and play, play a song for us? That would be wonderful. We, we, uh, at the end of the show on a Friday, we get, we get little bands in to come and play some songs. If we could get some of those kids in, play us two songs, that would be fantastic. I'm sure that wouldn't be a problem at all. What other things do, do, do you do at Bedfordshire Music? What else goes on there? Oh, gosh. We offer a full range of instrumental lessons, which they can have individually or in groups. Um, there's after-school ensembles. We have a Saturday morning music school, um, which is for adults and children. We have loads of events on during the year, um, including family days where people can come along and have instrumental tryouts when they they want to play a musical instrument, but they're not quite sure what they want to do. Barbara, listen, excellent stuff. Good for you. Uh, go and speak to my team. We will sort out getting some of those kids in one, one Friday morning to give us a couple of tunes. That would be fan. I, w- I want some six and seven year olds in this studio playing the ukulele. Wonderful. Dealey, can you play the uke? No, I can't play it, but I'll tell you what, I'm listening to it. Here we go. Go! Go, Johnny, go, go, go! Go, Johnny, go, go, <laughs> You realised it was too high for him, he had to come <laughs> go, down! Go, Johnny, go, go, go! Nice one, JD. Now, be good, yeah. you've been speaking to people about the uke this morning, haven't you? What have yeah. they been saying? I love the uke, you love the uke. I've been asking people whether ukulele lessons in schools should be compulsory. We all know the answer's yes, but here's what people had to say. Morning, sir. What's your name? Albert. Albert. Albert, we want to know this morning, should ukulele lessons in schools be compulsory? Um... Is that a yes? Yes. <laughs> yes, Thank I you. think they should, yeah, yeah. Okay, thanks. Ukulele lessons in school. No, what we should do in school, make David Cameron, he, he plays a ukulele pretty good, yeah. send him up there. Thank you, sir. That's no problem. No, not, not really, I don't think. No, it's, it's their choice if they want to play it or not. I would say don't give the kids a choice. <sighs> no, I think they need a choice. Yeah. Good morning, guys. From Ian Lee's Breakfast Show. How are you all doing this morning? Are we doing well? Yeah. yeah. Fantastic. OK, can we have a show of hands here, please? Uh, who thinks that ukulele lessons in schools should be compulsory? If you can show your hands. OK, that's 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. OK, all saying yes. Thank you, guys. Cheers. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. It's got to be a yes, isn't it? Well, it is now. You've changed my mind. Yeah, it is. Definitely. The passion, the feel-good factor. Yeah, yeah. We can make this country a much better place by doing this, I can't we? I think so. It's very chirpy music. <laughs> oh, go. Go, Johnny, go, go, go. Go, Johnny, go, go, go. Hey, sort of. Yes. Playing the uke in schools, that should be compulsory, yes? Yeah, this, this, having the, uh, this song is having the various corpse in futures. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. He makes a good point at the end, mm. doesn't he, Justin? He does. He makes a very good point, Ian. Do you know what, this morning, according to my research, which, of course, is totally impartial, an overwhelming response, people saying, yes, ukulele lessons in schools, let's make it compulsory. And uh, I've been told, Justin, that I have to, I have to call you J-Dog yes, today. Why uh, is that? Well, it's, it's my birthday, and on my birthday, people call me J-Dog. Do I have to? Yes, please. Can you call me it now? OK, we'll, we'll speak now. to you... We'll speak to you later on, J-Dog. Oh, that felt good. Thanks.
If you see J-Dog around the streets, uh, he's got free birthday cake and giving out free cash. He does that on his birthday. Uh, if you want to find out more about the Bedford Music Group, we just spoke to Barbara there, then go to bedford.gov.uk slash music. Bedford.gov.uk slash music. And have a look at the good stuff they're doing there. Let's get the travel now. Here's Bill. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Roadworks and rain slowing things down then. 25, anti-clock crisis from Enfield at 25 to Potters Park at 24. Can't spot any one doing faster than 55 miles now, which is pretty good. Uh, heavy going as well on the A1 Barnet Bypass, as you would expect from Stirling Corner to Apex Corner. And uh, a quick mention from Milton Keynes. If you live in Milton Keynes, you might know about the lane closure you've got on the A5 Fenny Stratford Bypass, uh, just by the McDonald's roundabout. I'm now looking at the Light Departures Board. It's all looking pretty much okay, uh, including possibly your commutes uh, into uh, into. London Town. Bill Sheldrake, BBC Three Counties Radio. Bill, thank you very much indeed. So lowering the speed limits across towns, not just in residential areas, across towns. Does that make sense? Oh wait, 459, 455, 555. I, I could do it, I could handle it. Now I've got six points. I drive at the speed limit or below the speed limit. What's the problem with that? Find out more after the news with Lee Agnew. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. I'm Lee Agney. The headlines, man charged with murder in Luton. No decisions made on paediatric services in Bedford and speed limits could be lowered across towns in Hertfordshire. BBC Three Counties Radio. A man has been charged with the murder of 67-year-old Len Flower who was stabbed to death in Luton on Tuesday. 35-year-old Samir Barber will appear before magistrates today. Catherine Boyle has the latest. The suspect was arrested in Warwickshire just hours after the fatal stabbing inside Mr Flower's garage in Carnegie Gardens. Samir Baba, who also lives in Carnegie Gardens, was charged with murder last night by detectives. Mr Flower had been stabbed in the heart and was pronounced dead after being found by a member of the public who was delivering leaflets in the area. Campaigners have been told that a final decision on paediatric services at Bedford Hospital still hasn't been made. Overnight, paediatric care at Bedford has been suspended because of concerns that due staff weren't being supervised properly. Sheila Childerhouse, the new interim chair of Bedfordshire Clinical Commissioning Group, says she can't make promises about services before there's been a full review. I would envisage that the people of Bedford will continue to need urgent care locally. They will continue to need the core services available. I believe that there will be a hospital in Bedford providing local services for local people for a long while to come. The arrest of 24 people for indecent images of children is a success for the new National Crime Agency, according to its deputy director. The NCA coordinated the operation, which involved five police forces, including Bedfordshire and Hertfordshire. Andy Baker from the NCA says it's vital to protect children from this sort of crime. We've interviewed victims, children, adults that have said every time I walk down the street and someone looks at me, I think, have they seen me? when I was being abused in that way. Now, no one should have to live with that. So we need to work hard to eradicate that in the first place and, as importantly, make sure that we uh, deal with the people that offend in this way. 
Speed limits could be dropped to 20 miles per hour in towns across Hertfordshire. The idea is being considered by the County Council as a way to cut congestion and reduce accidents. But Nigel Humphreys from the Alliance of British Drivers isn't convinced. I think it's a very bad idea to put these in on a blanket basis. Research shows that if you put speed limits on roads that are inappropriate for the conditions. In other words, they're, they're way below what the natural speed is that people will drive along that road. Then what, what you get is that some people ignore them. In sport, Manchester City midfielder Yaya Toure says black players could boycott the 2018 World Cup unless Russia tackles racism in football. It follows complaints about racist behaviour by CSKA Moscow fans earlier this week during their Champions League match with Man City. The weather for beds, hearts and bucks will be cloudy with heavy rain this morning, but turning brighter later. Top temperatures around 19 degrees Celsius at 66 degrees Fahrenheit. Get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Well done to Lee there for finding a clip of me speaking to that gentleman about driving where I wasn't interrupting. <laughs> it was fun. It was fun. I don't know if the, the, the guests felt the same way, but I certainly enjoyed it. Lots coming up on the show this morning, including the latest on Bedford Hospital. We'll find out exactly what's going on there. The speed limit, as you've heard, could drop to 20 miles per hour in towns across Hertfordshire. Good idea, bad idea, or a terrible waste of money? We've been arguing about whether people actually obey the speed limits anyway. Maybe you have to think too much if it drops to 20. I don't think so. It's easy. What's wrong with thinking when you are driving? Remember yesterday, Justin Dealey was speaking uh, to a lady, Elizabeth, about bus services. Well, she was complaining that she hadn't been able to get hold of her councillor, Suklay Mahmood. Well, councillor Mahmood promised he would call Elizabeth yesterday. And I also said, well, that's great, but can we get him on the show today? Did he call Elizabeth? And is councillor Mahmood coming on to the show? Keep listening to find out. Lots of ways to get in touch this morning. Facebook.com forward slash BBC 3CR. You can send me a text, 81333. Start your text 3CR. Or you could use your phone as a reflective surface and look into it while you do something. I mean, give us a call. 08459 455 555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Now, we're talking about the speed limit possibly being reduced to 20 miles an hour uh, throughout towns. Now, we spoke earlier on to uh, Nigel Humphreys from the Alliance of British Drivers. He thinks it's a terrible idea. We all have a natural speed limit we drive at, and that uh, if we lower it too much, people will have to think when they are driving. Well, surely thinking when you're driving is, I don't know, a good idea? Bob's in High Wycombe. Morning, Bob. Good morning. Bob, what do you reckon on this? Well, the, the, the fact that it's a natural speed to be driving at, that's only because we're used to it. We, we reduce it to 20 miles an hour, and that will become the natural speed to drive at, surely. Do you know what, Bob? That's what I was thinking in my head, but I was uh, completely unable to verbalise. Well done you. you. You've said in a few words what I was struggling to get out. Yes, it's because we're used to it, isn't it? Yeah. And I'm used to driving at 55 to 60 on the motorway. There's nothing wrong. Are you, are you a lorry driver? No, no, I'm no, a commuter. Oh, so you, you drive at 55 to 60 in your car on the motorway? 
that's what I'm doing right now on the M4. But we had a caller. We had a caller suggesting that that, that uh, because I was doing that, I was being dangerous. I don't think so. I'm keeping up with the lorry in front. It's cars been passing me. Some are doing about sixty. Outside lanes doing about seventy, eighty. And exactly, if you if you stay in that slow lane. Yep. People can overtake you as long as you're not in the middle. That's I, that, that surely doing 55 is fine. And if some if someone breaks quickly in front of you, you'll be able to stop. If you see an accident, you'll be able to stop. It see. And also, I, have you noticed how long have you been driving at 55 on the motorway, Bob? Well, today. Uh, well, no, just in, in your life. Oh man, most of the time. Most of the time, most of the last 10 years or so. You save an absolute fortune on petrol. Absolutely, I can do a whole commute, weeks commute on one tank. Bob, I've li- got again. Exactly, Bob. Listen, thank you very much indeed. It's true. The difference between even the difference between sixty and fifty-five is incredible in the amount of fuel that you'll save. But the difference between seventy and fifty-five. Listen, if I need to get somewhere quickly, I'll go at seventy. There's no rush. Go at fifty-five. Listen to the radio. Play a CD. You've got fifty-five. Oh wait, four five nine four double five five double five. Parents, campaigners, and doctors from the local clinical commissioning group uh, uh, met to discuss the future of children's services at Bedford Hospital last night. Many of the families who attended had children with ongoing conditions, which mean they need round-the-clock access to care. Well, Ray McKeating is from the Facebook group Save Our Riverbank Ward. He went along. Ray, what happened at the meeting last night? Uh, it was. And just uh, a very good opportunity uh, for all the parents to get an idea of what the clinical commissioning group had been up to with the consultation, um, what they were thinking, but uh, also uh, parents had the opportunity to express their views and opinions as well. Did you get any kind of definitive plans from uh, the clinical commissioning group? Uh, no, the, the, there, are, there are no plans uh, as such yet, or, or no models for us to, to, to talk about. I think uh, what the clinical commissioning group are planning to do is, uh, on the 6th of November, is present back to parents and the community the, the two or three models that mm. they would like to introduce, and then it's then for parents and people to, to uh, have the chance to have their say on on those models and which ones they prefer. Are you worried, Ray? Because we, we, we did speak to the interim chair of uh, Bedfordshire CCG, Sheila Childerhouse, and she said she couldn't guarantee the return of the services. Yeah, uh, 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 up until uh, yesterday, uh, I, I was actually OK w- w- with, with the process and how it was all going. Uh, but uh, I, w- I was told yesterday that uh, with all the other issues that are going on at the hospital... Uh, that the, this clinical commissioning group had been told that they needed to think about the timescales of uh, of the consultation on paediatric services and that it might be put back another six months. Mm. Um, that That's worrying as a parent because the, the, the deadline of, of March next year w- was long enough for temporary services to be in place and we, we wanted them back earlier than that. And well, now to be told that it, it won't really be thought about until maybe summer to autumn next year is just unacceptable. 
We, we've uh, was been speaking, of course, in the past, as you know, to, to Stephen Conroy, the interim uh, chief exec, and he did seem to uh, say, didn't he, that those services would return by May. That's now looking unlikely. I guess that's got to be disappointing, hasn't it? Yeah, v- v- very much so. And I, I obviously understand Stephen Conroy's job is 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 out to press at the moment and they're looking to recruit somebody else and that needs to happen as well because if you don't have the right leadership in place uh, you won't have somebody to embrace all all the changes that need to happen there uh, for these services to come back do you think stephen conroy's done a good job no <laughs> uh, I, I i just don't think he's he's he, he's got hold of the situation enough I've, I've i've not seen enough passion from him to be honest uh, re- remind us again, Ray, why you think it is so important for these services to be returned to Bedford. There's so many families. Uh, there's some statistics, you know, 40,000 or so uh, children under the age of 19 that could need these services. You know, over, over 10% of, of, of that children's population do use these services uh, throughout the year. And the cost and, and time and the logistics that it takes a family to... To, to go somewhere else, uh, to, to Milton Keynes, to Luton, uh, to Hinchinbrook, uh, just uh, isn't acceptable, and it, it's, it's a big hindrance on, on families at such a, a critical time when, when, when children are, are ill. They need these services locally. Ray, what happens next? Uh, well, uh, we hope that the clinical commissioning group don't don't give in, and they actually just continue with the paediatric services plan uh, to introduce services back uh, around March next year. Uh, we get the new model plans on the sixth of November. Uh, there's a public meeting taking place at Rest Park, uh, so if you can get yourself along to that, and then. Um, uh, those plans go out to consultation. Um, people have the opportunity to have their say, and uh, a plan is picked uh, early next year. Ray, I appreciate your time. Uh, we'll, we'll speak to you again, and uh, do keep in touch and let us know of any more developments uh, from your end. That's Ray McKeating from the Facebook group Save Our Riverbank Ward. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. That's the phone number. Do give us a call this morning if uh, you'd like to. A quick look at the front page of the newspapers. It's all about that blooming baby again. Now, listen, while I'm happy the baby has been named in the eyes of Christ, I do think we, we've had enough of it. Yay, Prince George. Christian Day. Prince fears that king will be like... Uh, Prince fears that being king will be like prison. This is the Daily Telegraph. The Prince of Wales is in no hurry to become king because he regards the role of monarch as a form of prison, one of his aides has said. The prince, as the the longest-serving heir in history, is often portrayed as desperate to succeed the Queen, but the truth is quite the contrary, according to royal staff. Oh, here we go. Are you old? Um, Don't worry about a call now. We'll get get one after the news. Are you old, dear listener? Are you worried about the heating? Well, here's some advice. Heat only your living room, elderly advised. Elderly people, unable to afford rising fuel bills, should heat only their living rooms during daytime this winter, says a government body. Public Health England also suggests they keep the heating in their bedroom off until just before going to bed. What? Really? Is that the best you can come up with? Only heat the living room? You need the heat... By the... I'm getting, uh, I'm getting angry about this. Uh, the advice published today is aimed at cutting the... T- is this true? I heard this figure the other day and thought I'd misheard it. 24,000 excess winter deaths that occur nationally each year. 24,000 people are dying because of the lack of heating. Is that what that means? 
Families and carers should ensure older people have flu jabs, their homes are insulated and heating systems are checked. That's the best advice they can come up with. Not, I, I tell you what, let's give you a few hundred quid, a few hundred quid extra to heat your rooms. Only heat your... Li- if you're an old person, you hear things like that, only heat your living room in the day, only turn on the heating in your bedroom just before you go to bed. How does that make you feel? Does that inspire confidence? And the advice published today is aimed at cutting the 24,000 excess winter deaths that occur each year. This is, this is Britain that we're living in. It's not some third world country. That's incredible. 08459 455 555 is the telephone number, if you want to have your sound there. Let's do two more and then uh, we'll look at the others a bit later on. Uh, the Times, it's uh, a picture of uh, the baby and the PM aims to halve green taxes on energy. All right. And uh, The Independent revealed the truth about health tourism. Twice as many foreign visitors pay to use NHS as exploit free healthcare. Let me read that out again. Twice as many foreign visitors pay to use the NHS as exploit-free healthcare, and the UK is the net exporter of patient-seeking treatment. In research that turns the high-profile debate over health tourism on its head, the London School of Hygiene and Tropical Medicine and the University of York found that 18 NHS trusts made a total income of £42 million from foreign-paying patients. So they're making money out of the foreign patients as opposed to losing money out of the foreign patients. Steve, want to give us a call and talk about those stats? 08459 555555. Travel news for beds, hearts and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. It's normal and it's wet, of course. M25 ongoing work slowing you down from junction 26 to 24. Uh, it's then stop-start from 20 to 16, so for Kings Langley to the N40. Uh, Mention that for Harpenden, St Albans Road, just looking slow on my sensors, and the same for the High Street in Dunstable. A quick look on my sensors in front of me from Milton Keynes, all the V roads and the H roads, all looking OK uh, so far. The same for your train journey. Bill Sheldrake, BBC Three Counties Radio. Hope you enjoyed your croissant, Bill. 7.16, Friday the 25th of October. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. A man has been charged with the murder of 67-year-old Len Flower in Luton earlier this week. Campaigners have been told that a decision on paediatric services at Bedford Hospital still hasn't been made. The new interim chair of Bedfordshire Clinical Commissioning Group told me she can't promise overnight care will return before there's been a full review. Coming up, speed limits could be dropped to 20 miles per hour in towns across Hertfordshire. What do you think? Good idea? Or a waste of money? 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Every weekday morning from nine, the biggest local talking points. There is only one professional force that can control chemical weapons. How can we, as a civilised country, stand by and let more poor innocent children get killed? The JVS Show. Harry's in Bedford. Let's see what Harry wants to say. She knew what the rules were. She knew what she was doing. She got caught tough. I disagree with the penalty. I think that for smuggling drugs, it shouldn't be a death penalty. The JVS Show. Weekdays from nine. 
Nine, BBC Three Counties Radio. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five is the telephone number. If you want to give us a call, facebook.com forward slash BBC Three CR. You can also send me if if you want. You can send me a cheeky little text as well. Eight one three double three. Start your text three CR. Uh, someone on the line now is Carol in Milton Keynes. Morning, Carol. Hello, Ian. Yeah, we already have some areas with a twenty mile an hour speed limit. Yep. But, I mean, that twat who says... Whoa, 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 whoa. Get, don't, get, The chap that says let me just, let me just, along let, at 30... Let me just get us both out of any legal trouble. Oh, uh, it's, it's a Category B. If anyone was offended by... I know David Cameron said it on a radio station <laughs> once. Yeah, no, I do apologise. If anybody's offended by that word, we apologise. Let's move on. Yes. OK, yeah. well, that chap, um, he... You don't... You know, you drive safely. You concentrate on your driving. You... You know, I don't know anyone who keeps looking at the speedometer apart from when you're learning. You roughly know what speed you're going. You learn the sound of your engine. Yes. You know, it's not thinking, oh, I'm a dangerous driver because I keep looking at the speedometer. It is safer in built-up areas, especially during school runs. Well, anything where you've got families. It could have an elderly person or... A child run out. The gentleman who you, you, you referred to as a twit, of course, yeah, not here to no, defend I himself. No, it's all right. Nigel Humphreys from the Alliance of British Drivers. Yeah. He Sorry, seemed Nigel. he seemed to think that driving at twenty is, is more difficult because you have to look at the speedometer and you're thinking about. I, I find driving at twenty very very easy. There's no extra concentration. My no. eyes aren't off the road any longer. No, you listen to your car engine. You know what speed you. You know, as a driver, you should roughly know. I know at times. You can creep up, like you said. You had six. Points. Oh dear, don't, don't, Carol. Six points, but I've learnt my lesson now. Yes. Learnt my lesson. My husband nine points before, but oh, then dear. he went too far the other way. And <laughs> um, but I do think safety in driving. You know, I, I'm a. Well, I only do a few now, but I've been a mobile hairdresser driving around Milton Keynes, and the times you see idiots just bombing down. Yeah. You know, and they are, I mean, let's face it, they are built-up areas. They're family homes. They could be, you know, it's there for a reason. The adverts show you, maybe it's, okay, you should keep your child under control, but anyone that's had children or grandchildren of other age now, you, you know that something can happen, whether they're on their bike or just running away, you know, or an elderly person stepping out. It's there for a reason, to save lives. Speed on the motorway, speed on the main roads, like in Milton Keynes, you've got your V&H roads. You know, you can go faster there, but when you're on the estates, slow down. It saves lives. Hello? Hello, I think we've got cut off. What do you reckon, Dennis? Sorry. <laughs> Hello? <laughs> Yeah, I do think it's safety. Good morning, Ian. I think he's gone again. I wouldn't be surprised he does that. He's such a nice bloke. He is a nice bloke. I've just got into listening to him of a morning. But, uh, yeah, I think it's... um, (laughs) He lets us talk to each other and air our own views. Yeah. You know, but there are areas where you... okay on the main roads, if you want to put your foot down and... I'll be honest and say I do. But, you know, when you're on estates, it's there for a reason. It is. The trouble is, my love, I'm beginning to like him too much. Oh, I know. He's, 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 he's getting too, he's getting really. too he winds nice. He you up. 
It's too nice. No, he's getting too nice. <laughs> you I'm, think he's I'm getting, getting too nice, I'm yeah? getting worried. You I'm are go- getting worried. You're beginning to like him. Yes. <laughs> Yes, he is. Yes, but I think he's good. I mean, the first, you know, couple of times I've listened to him, I thought you can't, you know, wind people up like that. But it's good. It gets discussion going. It was brilliant this morning, I must admit. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. And tr- trouble is, I'm, I'm agreeing with him too often now. Uh, th- that must be worrying for you. No, it isn't. It'll save my telephone bill, because I shan't be ringing up very often. That'll, oh, right. Well, I'm on one of, of where I don't... Pay for phone calls. Well, I don't either, but even then, I'll... <laughs> it's, it's like... But let's face it, it's addictive. Yes, it is. Yeah, there ought to be a government warning put out with this programme. Yes. This programme can be addictive to your health. Well, he stirs it up and steps back, and I, in, unfortunately, I say I'm beginning to agree with him on a lot of things, and that, that worries me. <laughs> <laughs> I've just realised I'm in my third childhood and I'm beginning to worry. I don't think I've ever gone out of mine. I'll be, I'll be honest to say that there's a part of me has always been a kid. Well, there's, but you, you know, you have your first child at up to 40. The second one is up to 80, so I'm in my third one now. Well, good for you. I'm, I'm in my second one then. Well, I'm, I'll be 67 next month. So all right. I'm in my second childhood <laughs> and loving every minute of it. Anyway, thank you very much. Thank you very much. Yeah, and I'll, I'll put the phone again. down, even if he doesn't. OK. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs> Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. The speed limit in towns across Hertfordshire could be about to drop to 20 miles per hour. The idea is being considered by the county council as a way to cut congestion and reduce accidents. Well, earlier on, we heard from the Alliance of British Drivers. They don't think it'll work, but the scheme's already been adopted elsewhere in the country. Tim Ward is a Lib Dem councillor in Cambridge. Uh, Tim, I understand you've brought this in here, uh, brought it in there. Why? We're in the process of bringing it in. We, we've gone through a lot of the, the, the procedures, but we haven't actually started yet. The main, the main reason is that we've had a lot of demand from the public. We had a lot of small 20-mile-an-hour schemes already and, and people campaigning um, to, to bring in new ones, sort of two or three streets at a time. And it was going to cost an absolute fortune keeping going two or three streets at a time. So I decided let's do the whole city in one go and have done with it. Uh, so this this would link up all of the twenty mile per hour little pockets, would it, across the whole town? That's right. Yeah. Uh, th- what research have you looked into, Tim, to, to show this this would be effective? Uh, there's a whole bunch of it, and there are dozens of papers referred to um, on our website, and, and I couldn't begin to reel them all off because you wouldn't have time. But, well, the Alliance uh, of British Drivers disputes all of those statistics and says, no, 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 it doesn't make the road safer at all. Um, well, that's interesting, because they haven't bothered us in Cambridge at all. Oh. One, one, one particular piece of evidence, for example, which is uh, particularly of interest to Cambridge, is that it's the, the best and cheapest way of getting more people cycling. And, of course, the more people you get on bicycles, the um, clear, clearer the roads are of cars, which means that people can actually drive faster in some cases, particularly in the rush hour. How much is it costing? It's costing around half a million, and that's about what you'd spend on tarting up um, one junction if you wanted to. And it's going to do a lot, a lot more for um, cycling in the town and traffic and, and, and so on than just fixing up one road junction. 
The thing about uh, half a million pounds, it is a lot of money. I understand what you're saying about, uh, um, you know, it's the same as fixing up one junction, but it, it, it is a lot of money when, when cuts are being made everywhere. And also there will be people listening saying, hang on a second, we don't want more cyclists on the street. I know Cambridge has a, a fine heritage of, of, of having cyclists, but... What, 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 what you need to think of is that every time you see a cyclist, that one car you're not seeing. Because even when you see a kid on a bike, that means that that's a kid who hasn't been able to persuade their parents to give them a ride in the car. I don't know if that necessarily equates, though, if that, if that statistic is completely true, because you, the, the, the parents might still be in two separate cars. Well, there may be, but uh, um, every now and then somebody in Cambridge threatens, let's have a no-cycling day and see what, see what that does when you've got several thousand extra cars on the road. Do locals support it, Tim? Uh, yes, we we did a public consultation and the results came out about two to one in favour, which is what you normally get around the country when you bring in a 20 mile an hour scheme. Tim, I appreciate your time this morning. Tim Ward, he's a Lib Dem councillor in Cambridge. It's being introduced there, costing half a million pounds there. Don't know what it's costing uh, in, in Hertfordshire if it goes through. What do you think? Is it a good idea? Reduce the speed limits all across the town. So not just in residential areas. We've got it in residential areas already. All across the town, 20 miles per hour. Is that a good idea? Or is that taking things a bit too far? I can understand it in residential areas. Of course I can. Schools, old people's homes, people crossing the road, but kids playing, you know, on the pavement. Wonderful. So I can understand that. But through the rest of the town, is that taking things a little bit too far? Is it going to make things safer? Do you find it difficult driving at 20 miles per hour? Have you tried it? I have done. We, I, we, we spoke to Nigel before, the, the gentleman from uh, the uh, Alliance of British Drivers, and he, he did suggest, I think it was him, if it wasn't, I apologise, uh, but he did suggest in the past that the driving at 20 is quite tricky. I don't think it is. It doesn't require any extra thought. Once you, Yes, maybe it takes a little while to get used to it, but when I drive at 20, I don't find myself looking at my speedometer any more than I do when I'm driving at 30. The caller we just had was right. You, you learn the sound and, and the feel of your car. You learn to know what speed your car is doing. 08459 455 555. What do you think? Driving at 20 miles per hour, per hour across the town, not just in residential. Good idea or bad idea? Facebook.com forward slash BBC 3CR. You can send me a text 81333. Start your text, 3CR. You can also give me a call. I've given the phone number up. Emails. Lots of you have been emailing this week, and I really appreciate it. Lots of emails about the Barnfield um, story we've been talking about. And just to put that, that out there again, if you have worked for Barnfield, this is the, 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 the uh, company that's in charge of a, a number of schools. They're being investigated by two government bodies, and uh, at least three local MPs are, are, are quite angry. Uh, about them. Gavin Shuker and Nadine Doris and the third one whose name escapes me. But if you've worked for them or you do work for them, or if you've got a kid who goes to one of their schools or one of their colleges, could you send me an email? Ian.Lee, I-A-I-N dot L-double-E at bbc.co.uk. We'll, we'll uh, d- d- treat, uh, treat it anonymously if that's what you'd like at the moment. Of course we would. Anything you send to me will be in the strictest confidence until uh, you decide otherwise. Ian.Lee at bbc.co.uk. Just keen to get your experiences of working for them. 
Uh, a text on speeding. Helen in Milton Keynes. In the 1970s, there was an embargo on driving, uh, sorry, an embargo on driving above 50 miles per hour on motorways due to pre- petrol shortages. My late uncle told me there were fewer accidents. He saved so much by not having to fill up. I usually drive at 50 to 60. I don't lane hop unless I get stuck between several HGVs. Still get to the destination in good time and it feels safer. 08459 four double five five double five. Coming up to 7.30, let's get the travel now with Bill Sheldrake. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. All going to plan so far this morning, no huge surprises, a bit of a slow one. M25 anti-clockwise from the M1 to Junction 20. You start queuing again from Junction 18 up to Junction 16 for the M40. A1M, bit of a slow one on the sensors around Junction 7 for Stevenage and the High Street, High Street and Dunstable, of course, you've got a bit of company along that stretch. Checking the trains for you this morning, all looking absolutely fine. Bill Sheldrake, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's half past seven, I'm Lee Agnew. The headlines, a man has been charged with the murder of 67-year-old Len Flower, who was stabbed to death in Luton on Tuesday afternoon. 35-year-old Samir Barber will appear before magistrates today. Campaigners say they're concerned that a final decision on paediatric services at Bedford Hospital will be delayed even further. Sheila Childerhouse, the new interim chair of Bedfordshire Clinical Commissioning Group, says she can't promise overnight care will return before there's been a full review. And the speed limit could be lowered to 20 miles per hour in towns across Hertfordshire. The idea is being considered by the County Council as a way to cut congestion and reduce accidents. The weather will be cloudy with heavy rain this morning, but turning brighter later. Top temperatures around 19 degrees Celsius, 66 degrees Fahrenheit. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Manchester City's Yaya Torre says black players could boycott the 2018 World Cup unless Russia tackles racism in football. It follows complaints of racial insults during City's midweek win in Moscow. Paul Mortimer from Show Racism the Red Card also has reservations about Russia hosting the tournament. Well, it scares me, to be truthfully honest. The best thing about it is they have four years to get it right. They've got work to do and the first thing they, I think they have to do is accept there is an issue. Because if they continue to ignore that these these things are happening, they won't really deal with it correctly. They've got four years. They've got to get it done in a year or two, as far as I'm concerned. It worries me, though. The MK Dons manager Carl Robinson says defender Tom Flanagan still has a future at the club. Robinson signed centre-half Jordan Spence on loan from West Ham yesterday, and he's set to play at Tranmere tomorrow. I've told them I'm not going to let him go on loan just yet. I want to stay here, we're going to work on a number of things, me and Tom, and we're going to try and get him right for when he is called upon next. Um, don't lose faith with Tom, he's a really good kid with a, with a bright future, and he's just having a bad time at the moment, um, so it's a bit unfair for me to leave him in. Also in League One tomorrow, Stevenage take on Crawley. Wickham Wanderers have signed experienced Danish midfielder Sebastian Kansvard on a one-month deal subject to international clearance. The 30-year-old has had spells at Arsenal and Stoke and has played in Portugal, Holland and Sweden. There are plenty of teams from the three counties in FA Cup action tomorrow. Just one win from the first round proper. Luton Town, Biggleswade, St Albans, Hemel Hempstead, Borehamwood and Bishop Stortford are playing. And Red Bull Sebastian Vettel has been fast after first practice at the Indian Grand Prix. The German could secure his fourth consecutive title this weekend by finishing fifth or higher. BBC Three Counties News and Sport, more at eight o'clock. 
across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Earlier in the week, we spoke to a lady called Elizabeth Price. She was unhappy about the changes to a bus service. Well, she's also unhappy the fact that she couldn't get hold of uh, Councillor Mahmood. She tried to call him 12 times. Apparently there's a problem with his, uh, his answer phone system. Well, Councillor Mahmood promised Justin Dealey that he would call her up yesterday. Did he call her? Can we get him on the show? Well, we'll speak to Justin, uh, J-Dog, as he likes to be called on his birthday, and uh, Elizabeth Price before 8 o'clock this morning. Now, talking about the speed limit. Should the speed limit be reduced in towns to... Um, uh, 20 miles an hour. What do you think? 08459 455 555. Chris is in Farley Hill. Morning, Chris. Morning. Chris, what do you reckon? Um, well, just, I live up Farley Hill now, and, and I, my daughter's a tech. We do 20 all around the state. Really? Yeah. Do you find it hard to do 20? Well, no, no, my daughter drives at the moment. She's got Sophia. No, she doesn't mind it hard at all, no. What car has she got? A, well, it would, a Sophia. Oh, a Sophia, uh, Vauxhall Sophia. Her husband used to make him IBC, now he's self-employed. Oh. That's his old, and he's got a works van. Oh, OK. No, she doesn't even look at the She doesn't look at the speedo. Oh. No, that, that'll do. My husband does 110 in it sometimes, if he's a bit naughty. He does what, sorry? He's done over 100 going to London. Well, no, no, of course. No, no, but that's not my problem. I, I, well, I'm not, I'm it, back, we're both hitting the pedal, isn't there? Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, but she doesn't He does up. over 100 miles an hour. He, uh, you've done 100 with me in it and my daughter. Chris, well, Chris, that's, that, that's illegal. I do hope you, you suggest that's an immediate ban, I think. No, my, my daughter, she's going to Liverpool, and uh, I won't tell you what she said about her situation. We're both hitting the floor, with, and there's nothing there, is there? No, there's nothing there. And he's looking at, he's a fisherman, he's looking at shops, and we're going, uh, the brake lights, this is one, he sees the brake lights come on, he goes, that's all right, and then... Yeah, well, you would. But that's why he's wearing tyres out and brake this out. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You've got to be very careful, Chris. I, did, I, I, I would listen. If a, if a car hits another car at a hundred miles an hour, yeah, that's um, that's game yeah. over. No, when my daughter's driving, I'm quite comfortable. Yeah, when he's driving, you're not so comfortable. No, but I, I was the first one to pass a test in the whole family, anyway. Really? In '64. Yeah. I tell you another thing. When we, when I, I worked at a hotel for years. Yeah. And Vauxhall, you know, when you go up uh, Stockingstone and hang a hang a right. Yep. Yep. Going to work, they're flashing me because you know the lay by above a post meadow. Who are flashing you? Because we've heard stories about High Town. No, you know the bottom of post meadow. The other cars. Yeah, they're flashing Fair us, play. coming, telling us they've got the radar gun out. Oh. And they're putting them over like left, right, and centre because they're coming home. They're not, but you're going to work because you could might be late. Yeah. And they're pulling over ticket, ticket. The, the, the rule, the rule is very simple, Chris. Yeah. Don't speed. I've learnt my lesson. Six points this year. Fine. I've got, I've got the message, officer. Don't speed. Well, the speed I, limit yeah. is is a, a limit. It's not a target. I know. I've got two speeding fines all my, all my um, driving life. But I've got banned on a motorbike when I was a kid for oh. six months. What did you do on a motorbike when you were a kid? I was caught in this girl over hours. But I used to do ice cream. I went on a, on a, a bike and I had a motorbike. And I missed it. Yeah. And I, I, I took the pictures and I got banned on a motorbike. But after a while, they didn't take that into account because no. it was, I was a youngster. Yeah. I was in love. Well, listen, if, if, if you're not allowed to speed when you're young and in love, then no, when I are was... you allowed to speed? Never. No, but I don't mind. You, you try cycling for six months and bus him, it's not funny. Not when you're caught in. Did the relationship if, last? Well, no, if I'd insured the motorbike, which I probably couldn't afford, I could have done yeah. it on pages ago, yeah. but I was impulsive. I used to, I used to cycle from Rockwell Ring yeah. to Aylesbury. 
Huh? From, from you used to cycle from from her way. I was in a prefab. I used to cycle from Hogwell Ring to Aylesbury. Oh. Right. And did the love affair last? No. Did it end because you lost? You got banned from going on the motorbike? No, I did an ice cream. I used to give three ice creams when we were sixteen. Who did? This, this lady, I'll tell you, her name was Carol Wilson, uh, uh, South Coast. I don't know if you should be giving out Carol Wilson's name if she was stealing ice creams. No, but I, was, I worked on the ice cream round. Oh, so you stole ice creams? Tony Bell, yeah. For Carol Wilson? Yeah, and you, my you, friend, yeah. You sure you want to admit this live on the on the air? Yeah, right. Well, you might, you might get in trouble. Mr Whippy might... I actually talked to her mum, and why is why she... Huh? Being fun? I was mad in love with her anyway. Why would she dump you? You sound like a catch. I don't know, she said. I said, oh, Mum, what's the matter? She said, I don't know. You know what women are like, perhaps. Uh, I took her to see, I took her to see Hercules Unchained yeah. in Osby Cinema. Yeah. Ah, and, uh, well, if you took her to see that, that might explain it. It's not a very I, good I, film. I, I, earned, I earned the money off the ice cream, man, to treat her, you see. What's your favourite flavour? Flavour? Well, this was Tony Bell I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, but what's your favourite flavour? Um, I I'm trying to think. Mint Neapol chocolate chip. Neapolitan. Oh, oh, I like a Neapolitan. I tell you what I don't like. Tutti Frutti or rum and raisin. Disgusting. Yeah, we, see, the, uh, Tony Bell come from Half Moon Lane. They were part of... Uh, and I, I, had, I got 37 and sixpence a week. Yeah. And I had to go... He picked me up. I had to wash the van on Tuesday. I didn't get home till quarter past nine in the summer. But I, could, I got fed up of eating ice cream. <laughs> Can anyone ever get fed up with eating he's, ice cream? Just stop on the way and have yep. two pints and a cheese sandwich, a roll, and bring me and drive, and bring me a cheese roll out from this pub. So he's hang on a minute. So so far, Chris, you've confessed to yeah. your son-in-law driving over a hundred miles an hour, you stealing ice cream, and you drinking and uh, driving an ice cream van. Yeah. Fantastic, Chris. Lovely to talk to you. We've got to move on. Uh, 08459 four double five five double five is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Should we, we didn't do all of the newspapers, did we? Shall we do the um, the Express? Well, the Express and the Mail have both got the same uh, picture on. It's of that baby. Congratulations to the baby. But the Express goes... Uh, it, police find vital clues. Re now Portuguese reopened the case. Madeleine McCann, of course, is what they are referring to. The parents of Madeleine McCann hope Portugal's decision to uh, reopen the case will finally lead to her being found. Portuguese police relaunched their investigation after detectives reviewing a mass of evidence uncovered compelling new leads and potential new witnesses. Do you think they're ever going to find out? Wouldn't it be amazing? Wouldn't it be amazing if they did? If at some point, far-fetched, these things do occasionally have happy endings. Wouldn't it be amazing if they did? And then they've got a picture of uh, um, uh, a, a Bulgarian gypsy woman who may be the mum of this girl, this little girl that was discovered in Greece. And this little girl looks like two of her kids. Quite incredibly so. What's going on in the world? The Daily Mail. A uh, picture of that baby. And that couple, uh, Charles, why I fear being king. Prince Charles fears becoming king will condemn him to imprisonment, denying him the freedom to pursue his favourite causes and spending all that money that we pay him every year. Despite being seen as itching to ascend the throne, he's already feeling the weight of duty, according to an extraordinary profile published today. Aides say the prince is desperate to get as much of his charitable and environmental work done before the prison shades close. The surprise insight into his thinking comes from an interview with more than 50 of his friends and associates. It, it must be fair play. It must be difficult uh, having a life of privilege and um, earning millions of pounds for not doing a lot. It must be difficult. 
Dave's at Luton. Morning, Dave. Good morning, Ian. Dave? Yes? You're banned. Oh, right. There we go. Uh, the Sun. Historical royal picture. Get in line, chaps. Queen and her princes destined to be kings. It's all about... Well, let's turn to page three, shall we? That's slightly more enlightening. No, not that. You know Paul McCartney? Uh, he says... Uh, he talks to John Lennon. And John... Dead pal helps me. Sir Paul McCartney claims he still gets by with a little help uh, from John Lennon when he writes songs. Macca, 71, said he penned songs on his latest al- uh, album, New, after talking to his late Beatles bandmate. Sir Paul claimed Lennon, who wrote Hit Imagine, is with him, adding, if I'm at a point where, you know, um, if I'm at a point where I go, mm, I'm not sure about this one, I'll throw it across the room to John, you know, mm, I invented the 60s, you know, mm, the Beatles, they were my idea. He'll say, you can't go there, man, and I'll say, yeah, you're quite right, how about this? Yeah, that's better. It's not a bad Paul McCartney impression. Can I get a chocolate bar from the machine? I'm, I'm, I'm having a... I've got money. I'm having a little bit of a whitey. I think I could, there's a, there is a strong chance I might faint live on air. Seriously, there's, there's an aura. Mars bar, please. Oh, uh, let's get two. Let's get a Mars bar. And there's a new chocolate bar up there, like a Malteser type thing. I'll have one of them. Yeah, I know. Greedy. Richard's in Dunstable. Morning, Richard. Morning. Just, just pick you up on a little point, young man. Oh, yes, sir. Uh, we, as taxpayers, do not fund Prince Charles. Okay. We don't give him anything. Um, Duchy of Cornwall does that. That's what his estate's for. Okay. And he also does pay tax on yep. certain portions of his income. Yes, correct. You know? Yes. Yeah, we don't, we don't, we don't pay anything. I didn't say we did pay him anything. You did. I said we paid the monarch. You didn't. You said Charles. I ah ah ah. No, I didn't. I no no no. I was talking about when he becomes monarch. It must be difficult living a life of privilege. That oh, well. Um, I would rather have him than say um, President Blair or um, Mandelson as head of state or one of these other. Listen, I, I, I despite whatever my politics may be, I quite like the royal family, so I'm being slightly uh, unfair on him. But I do think I do think he's got a cheek moaning about becoming king when he has had a life of privilege. He has he he, he will become king simply by birth. There are people struck, you know, on one of the other papers, uh, old people are being told to only heat their living room and Prince yeah. Charles is moaning about becoming king. Right. I think that and the, the problem is <laughs> we we give too much of our money away um abroad and you know, it's a government thing whether it be socialist or Tory. None of no none of the part, political parties look after old people. I'm a pensioner myself, and the old age pittance is derisory. Do you can you afford to heat your your place, Richard? One, I've got to. My wife's disabled. Right. Um, you know, I have not got a choice. Basically, what do, do you have to cut back on things then to, to to turn the heating on? Yes. Yes. What kind of things are you cutting back on? Um. <laughs> uh, well, virtually everything. I mean, I, I haven't had a holiday in, in years. Um, um, we don't go, don't go out socialising. Uh, lights are turned out. Um, you know, when we're not in a room, um, we do. Yes, we do put extra cardigans and jumping stuff on. When you hear the front page of the, the Daily Telegraph, a government body is advising you to yeah. only uh, and other elderly people to to afford uh, the rising fuel bills to only turn on the heating in your living room when during the daytime and just put the heating in the bedroom just before you go to bed yeah no you know somebody needs their what's it's kicking badly they have got no conception 
Um, you know, as I say, I, I'm, uh, I, you know, I criticise both both um, the Labour Party who do not look after the people despite what they claim. Tories, um, a lot of them are just, um, and I won't say all because I know one or two MPs that I've met and got on with, but a lot of them are somewhat airy-fairy and they do not know what the real world is about. And this is the problem. And I mean, the biggest problem is that we, do, we as citizens do not protest enough. Um, you know, as I say, um, the, 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 I, uh, there was some guy um, who's now become a peer knocking the pensioners. But what, what MPs and that forget is that we still have a vote. And, um, you know, uh, um, we need to use it constructively. In my Richard, I've got to end it there just because we're running out of time, but I hope you feel you got your say. We went from Prince Charles to heating. There you go, in one fell swoop. 08459 555 is the phone number. Let's get the travel news now. Here's Bill. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Motorway update, very slow traffic now. This is anti-clockwise M25 from just before Junction 26, Waltham Abbey, up to Potters Bar 24. Those ongoing works slowing your speeds down, uh, then slowing down again from the M1 to Kings Langley. Uh, big mention for Beaconsfield this morning because it's looking slow on Park Lane. That is an A route to that one just before the A40 London Road. Bit of a slow one on the A1M on the southbound stretch to Stevenage section, 8 to 7. Uh, trains looking OK, not the case for the tubes though. If you are commuting into town because because there are severe delays on the circle line because of the late finish of engineering work at Gloucester Road. Uh, a quick mention for Luton Town FC. They're playing away tomorrow to Woking, so uh, traffic around Kenworth Road should be OK for Kingsfield Stadium. Uh, Bill Sheldrick, BBC Three Counties Radio. Bill, thank you very much. 7.47, it's Friday the 25th of October. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. A man will appear in court this morning charged with murdering 67-year-old Len Flower in Luton earlier this week. Campaigners have been given no guarantees that overnight paediatric care will return to Bedford Hospital. They met with health officials about the ongoing row last night. And Hertfordshire County Council is considering lowering speed limits to 20 miles per hour in towns across the county. Coming up, yesterday we spoke about changes to a Hemel Hempstead bus service that's left some elderly people in the town struggling to get to their local doctor's surgery. We'll find out the latest after the weather with Georgina Bennett. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning. A bit of a blustery, showery start to the day, but that passes fairly quickly and we have drier, brighter conditions behind it. So, albeit a, a windy afternoon, it should turn out to be fairly pleasant. That keen southwesterly wind still in place, though. Quite mild again. Temperatures reaching 18 degrees Celsius today, and that's followed by a mild but breezy night. Which we're only expecting lows of about 13 or 14 degrees tonight. Tomorrow, a cloudy, drab start to the day. Some showery rain around could stay into, well into the afternoon, and uh, another breezy day with highs of 18 degrees Celsius. Sunday looks like a showery affair, again quite windy and in fact uh, we stick with that theme for this storm, the severe gales that are expected on Monday. There are warnings in place, it's a yellow warning at the moment uh, for wind but uh, there is some uncertainty as to the intensity of this storm but we will of course keep you updated over the weekend. That's your latest forecast. 
Roberto Peroni. I can bring you now some good news for women. What do you look like in a pair of Speedos or swimming trunks? A pumpkin had been stolen from outside a hairdresser's salon. We've had lots of support since your programme. Lots of phone calls telling us not to worry and everyone's looking out for them. What could I do to bring a smile to Dame Kelly Holmes's face? <laughs> Do you know what that sound is? I do. They're alpacas. They're, I've got six alpacas. They're lovely. Everyone takes the mickey. Roberto Peroni. Weekdays from three on BBC Three Counties Radio. Yesterday we spoke about changes to a Hemel Hempstead bus service that's left some elderly people in the town struggling to get to their local doctor's surgery. The number one Arriva bus, which travels from Bennett's End, used to operate four buses per hour, but now they've gone down to just one. Since then, the elderly people who live in the flats in Langley Avenue cannot get to their doctor and have been trying to speak to the council ever since with no response. Well, we sent out uh, a reporter, J-Dog, out to meet the residents. Uh, <laughs> do I really have to call you this all day on your birthday? Yes, if you don't mind, J-Dog. This is a really serious issue and it feels like we're being too flippant about it. No, 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 no. Just for today. Now, J-Dog, uh, mm. bef- uh, you spoke to some of the residents and, and before we were hopeful to speak to Councillor Mahmood, who had uh, not been able to, well, for some reason, had not been replying to the residents, R- remind us what happened. Yeah, more to come on him very soon. I've been to meet Elizabeth Price. Now, uh, she's been trying to get answers in since the end of July, well, when this bus service changed. She is so frustrated that she came to us. Now, according to Elizabeth, the, the doctor's surgery is around three quarters of a mile from the bus stop on Lays Road. Now, that's up hill so people there they can't walk it or they can't afford to get a taxi Uh, she's very angry that her two local councillors haven't got back to her over her concerns here's what she had to say they're conspicuous by their absence and they don't even have the courtesy to return our phone calls for mine in particular in regards to mr mahmoud i must have left about 12 messages on his answer phone and the other lady about two or three how does that make you feel (laughs) blooming annoyed that's for sure as I said, they're all over like a rash at election time, but when you actually want them to take up the cudgel for you, they're conspicuous by their absence. Because some people may say, well, you know, in the grand scheme of things, it's quite a small issue. But in saying that, this is important to you and other people that you've been talking to. Absolutely, and the people who used the service when there were four in the hour, it was well used. So it wasn't a case of the buses being empty or anything like that? No, but if you go to Benison shops, there are about, there's a number two which goes in the other direction and there seem to be every five minutes, which is ludicrous. What do you say to any of our listeners who say, the doctor's surgery is not that far away, it's less than a mile, can't you just get a taxi? If you, the minimum charge you'll get a taxi for is £5, how many taxis can you get on a pension? How often can you get £5 for a taxi? You can't, you'll have to go without something else. You know, I only thought of going to you yesterday, even though I listened to your programme, um, when a lady said to me, um, I'm thinking of taking it up with Three Counties Radio to get things done. And I said, you've hit, hit the nail right on the head. Yes, they do. And so I said, well, I'm going to give them a ring. I've got nothing to lose. And perhaps we've got something to gain. Hence, I'm talking to you. Well, Justin, uh, uh, sorry, J-Dog, Councillor Mahmood was unavailable to talk to us yesterday. Remind us why that was. Well, to Coranborough Council, they promised us a response by 4.45 on Wednesday. Sadly, that didn't happen. So I phoned Councillor Mahmood yesterday, just after 7 o'clock. I found a a mobile number for him. Now, sadly, he couldn't appear live on the programme because he was having a business meeting in Newcastle. But what he did say, he gave us a guarantee that he would phone Elizabeth Price. Uh, She's been trying to make contact since the end of July. He assured 
us that he would phone her yesterday and he would come on your show live today. So I'm hoping, fingers crossed, that he stuck to his words. Well, let's. Uh, Elizabeth joins us now. Good morning, Elizabeth. Good morning. So, lovely to have you back on again. First things first, did Councillor Mahmood call you yesterday? Yes, he did. Fantastic. W- and what did he have to say? <laughs> well, he waffled and he gave me a lot of spin as to why he couldn't get back and his children um, didn't his First of all, his phone wasn't picking up messages, and then I said, well, why not buy a new phone? I can pop down to Curry City and buy a new phone, like that. So he said he might go in and buy one yesterday, which is a bit of a a lame excuse, really. But, um, and then he um, sort of gave me various reasons, which I said, well, I'm sorry, that doesn't excuse, you know, if you say, um, you ring me, well, if I can get hold of you, you're a counsellor. And he said, oh, he'd been busy with meetings and his job was demanding. And I said, well, the same applies when you're um, canvassing. Elizabeth, say that because we are now joined by Councillor Suklain Mahmood. Good morning, Councillor. Good morning. Well, well, listen, well done, first of all, for calling Elizabeth yesterday, as you promised. And thank you very much for coming on the show. It's much appreciated. But Elizabeth has been trying to get hold of you since the end of July. Left 12 messages, Suklain. Why did you not call her back? Can I just uh, clear something here? To contact your councillors, there's three or four different ways to do it. First of all, there's a phone number, which Elizabeth has been phoning and leaving messages. Twelve times, yeah. Yeah, no, uh, let me come. With the phone, there, I don't think there is a message set up to say, please leave a message and we will get back to you on the phone. Whatever the phone system is, maybe it isn't set up, so that's one issue. Okay, so, so I'm assuming is, you've rectified that and I, you've set that up now, have you? I'm actually, uh, uh, I haven't done it yet. Oh. I have to go and buy a phone and set it up because now I know the problem exists. You, the second issue is if if Elizabeth has been trying to contact me since July, the other second option is ring the council or write to the councillor's home address or the council address. Yeah, it's no use wa- waiting four months. No, no, Mr. Mahmood, let, 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 let Elizabeth yeah. speak. Elizabeth, yes, please, I have been please. ringing the town hall and I did leave messages on your phone. It did actually yeah. give me that facility, and I did avail myself of it. <coughs> so, so the phone the yeah. phone gave you the option to leave messages, and you did con- con- uh, contact uh, the hall as well. Yes. So, so she's done those things, Mr. Mahmood, and you still didn't get yeah. back to her. No, hang on. did she contact the fir- uh, hall to say get a message to me because I have a pigeonhole there, and I would have picked it up. Yeah. Did you and say that, Elizabeth? I well, I didn't get I asked them. I just asked them to put me through to your office, and they when I don't know who they put me through to, but there was nobody. That seems spoke. standard procedure, doesn't it, to, uh, Mr. Mahmood, to phone up uh, uh, an office and ask to be put through to your department. That that seems standard procedure. So there's obviously a failing there, which I'm hoping you'll look into today to see if you can sort that out because that's not okay, good enough, is uh, it? Yeah. No, it isn't. But let, uh, let me just go on to the budget issue, which is the important. Well, first of all, no, in a second. First yeah. of all, uh, uh, it isn't good enough, is it, that someone's called you twelve times in three months, has put other, uh, extra calls into your office, and you've not got back to them? It, that's okay. not good enough, is it? Let me let me just explain how a councillor works. When she says call to the office. We work nine to five in you, a day job. You just told uh, that's irrelevant. You just told no. her that she should be calling the office. And what you no, do in the I'm daytime is irrelevant. You are, you are a councillor. Can, can I just say, please? I am a councillor. I'm saying they should phone the council office. She did that. Leave it. Then can I just finish? You phone the council office and you ask for a message to be passed on to the council. She phoned. She did council. that. Well, if she hasn't, nobody's passed that message on. And I, I spoke to a council yesterday. There's no. Are you calling her a liar? I, 
because no, she's not. done that. No, you're putting words into my mouth. Well, but, but she, you're, 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 you're not believing her. She has done that. Elizabeth, I am believing you, her. I haven't, so I there's a failing in your, your, in the council, isn't there? No, there isn't a failing in the council. What you do, let me say, when you phone somebody, you say, can I leave a message for, say, Councillor Mahmood? In I, this I know how to leave messages, Councillor Mahmood, yes. Yeah, but what you're trying to do is manipulate the situation. No, I'm not, Councillor Mahmood. I, what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to establish yeah. that, that, that Elizabeth has done that. You are telling her to do that. Let she her. did that. That system didn't work. So the system said, you have in place doesn't just, work. Can I, can I just She said, I found a councillor and asked to be put through, if she was put through it in office, yeah? She has not said she left a message for any councillor. Oh, councillor. Elizabeth, when you were put through to his office, did you ask to leave a message? No, because there was nobody there to take a message. There was nobody there to take a message. Councillor Mahmood, can I say... Let me just say... Instead of coming on to apologise, you are actually sounding quite ridiculous. Well, you're not. You sound angry. No, I'm not. All I'm saying is, I don't have an office in the council. First of all, so the council well, is wrong. To, they put her through to what they claim was their office. So there is a problem in the no, council no, no, which you, which you need not, to sort out. Uh, I don't know how, what the conversation was between her and the council. She's just uh, told you, Councillor Mahmood. I'm just telling you as well. If you say you leave a message for me, the message is put in my pigeonhole, and he gets. She it. left twelve messages on your phone that you claim doesn't have an answer phone, but yet has the facility for someone to leave a message. Yeah, can we? Uh, I have, we've addressed that previously, so I don't want to keep going back on it. I'm sure you'll keep on the same line. Well, no, and also, we, we were asked by whoever Can booked... Can go on to the buses? In one second, we were asked by whoever booked you to not mention the answer phone problem. Why was that? No, no, hang on a minute. Uh, right, OK, this is... Uh, obviously, you'll have the call recorded. What I said was, I will come on the phone in the morning. I will discuss the issue of the buses. We'll discuss the reason behind it. I will discuss the number of residents who've written to me. I've had responses on the same day. So that's why I didn't say... I said I don't want to spend five minutes doing exactly what you're doing, which basically is sensationalising a story. No, it's not sensationalising. Councillor Mahmood... I'm very disappointed in your sort of approach to the whole problem. The problem is... Excuse me? ...for the elderly. No, no. The problem... The problem... Councillor Mahmood. Councillor Mahmood. ...for the elderly... Councillor Mahmood. Yes. There are two issues here. The one is yeah. buses for the elderly, which we'll have to come to after eight o'clock. And I'm hoping you'll stick around. The other yeah. issue is accessibility to councillors. And when that accessibility, when it takes over four months, when it takes a radio station to put a, a resident in touch with a councillor, uh, you would have to admit, wouldn't you, that the system is flawed. No, it's not flawed. So it's it's acceptable. What, how did you? How did the radio station get the message to me? They use a different form. If the phone is not working, you write or you email. So we can give out your mobile number, can we, to, to residents? Yes, you can. Yes, you can. Okay. Okay. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll get. So Elizabeth will give you his, uh, his mobile number I've after given this. Given Elizabeth the number anyway. I've also told her because I work nine to five. If she wants to talk to me, can she try and phone in the evening? Tough. It doesn't work like that, Mr Mahmood. It doesn't work like that. You are a counsellor. Not everybody can fit in with your schedule. You fit in with their schedule. I that's do. that's how it and works. I've given, a, I've given her three ways to contact me, so I think that's all I can do. And yeah, you're more than welcome to give my mobile number. I don't have an issue with that either. But Mr Mahmood, you're our counsellor, and our first point of contact should be with you. You should supposed to take up the cudgel on our behalf. I do. And yeah, I've actually written... Let me just say on the buses... No, well, yeah. listen, 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 listen Councillor Mahmood, Elizabeth, we, we have to go to the Travelling News. We're a little bit late. Both of you stay on the line. We'll, we'll, we'll pursue this. We will talk more about the buses after the latest Travel News. Uh, let's get the, the, the news with uh, Bill. 
Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Lower Sundon, Church Road. We've got reports of Church Road being partially blocked by an obstruction. Watch out for that between Highlands Road and Manor Road. David, thank you for your alert on that. Bill Sheldrake, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much indeed, Bill. A little bit later than usual, we're going to get the news from Lee and then we'll come back to uh, Sukhle Mahmood, Elizabeth Price and Justin Dealey and maybe your calls as well. I'll speak to you after this. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. I'm Lee Acknew. The headlines, man charged with murder in Luton, no promises about paediatric services in Bedford and speed limits could be lowered across towns in Hertfordshire. BBC Three Counties Radio. A man has been charged with the murder of 67-year-old Len Flower who was stabbed to death in Luton on Tuesday. 35-year-old Samir Barber will appear before magistrates today. Catherine Boyle has the latest. The suspect was arrested in Warwickshire just hours after the fatal stabbing inside Mr Flower's garage in Carnegie Gardens. Samir Baba, who also lives in Carnegie Gardens, was charged with murder last night by detectives. Mr Flower had been stabbed in the heart and was pronounced dead after being found by a member of the public who was delivering leaflets in the area. Campaigners have been given no guarantees that overnight paediatric care will return to Bedford Hospital. It's currently suspended because of concerns that junior staff weren't being supervised properly. A review of services will now take place, but Ray McKeating from the Save Our Riverbank ward campaign says it's worrying for parents. The the deadline of of March next year was long enough for temporary services to be in place and we, we wanted them back earlier than that. How to be told that it, it won't really be thought about until maybe summer to autumn next year is just unacceptable. New government guidelines say people who are struggling with energy bills should only heat their living room during the day and the bedroom just before they go to sleep. The advice is designed to cut avoidable deaths this winter. Virginia Murray is from Public Health England. We recommend that your sitting room should not be more than 21 degrees C, so don't overheat. Save money by not overheating. But we also know that if you go below 18 degrees, evidence suggests that you could cause harm to health. Speed limits could be dropped to 20 miles per hour in towns across Hertfordshire. The idea is being considered by the County Council as a way to cut congestion and reduce accidents. Tim Ward is a Liberal Democrat councillor in Cambridge where a similar scheme is being introduced. He says it makes financial sense. We had a lot of small 20 mile an hour schemes already and and people campaigning um, to, to bring in new ones, sort of two or three streets at a time. And it was going to cost an absolute fortune keeping going two or three streets at a time. So I decided let's do the whole city in one go and have done with it. Experts at the University of Hertfordshire say they've got evidence that women are better at multitasking than men. Although men and women performed single tasks with the same speed and accuracy, men were slower than women when given more than one task to do. What they haven't yet proved is why women are better. In sport, Red Bull Sebastian Vettel is fastest after first practice at the Indian Grand Prix. The German could secure his fourth consecutive driver's title this weekend by finishing fifth or higher. And the weather will be cloudy with heavy rain this morning but turning brighter later top temperatures around 19 degrees celsius 66 degrees fahrenheit get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties thank you lee morning this is ian lee bbc three counties radio coming up between now and nine o'clock 
more on Bedford Hospital, more on 20 mile per hour speed limits in Hertfordshire, and also a little live music. If you want to get in touch, facebook.com forward slash BBC3CR or give me a call 08459 555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. OK, well, we'll continue the conversation uh, we were having before the news. Yesterday, we spoke about changes to a Hemel-Hempstead bus service that's left some elderly people in the town struggling to get to their local doctor's surgery. The number one Arriva bus, which travels from Bennett's End, used to operate four buses per hour, but now they've gone down to just one. Since then, the elderly people who live in the flats in Langley Avenue can't get to the doctor, and they've been trying to speak to their councillor, Councillor Suckley Mahmood, for over four months. And uh, Elizabeth Price, who also joins me on the show, has uh, been calling him over 12 times to his his number has also uh, tried to contact him via the council and Mr Mahmood has just explained why he it has taken the intervention of a local radio station to put him in contact with uh, Elizabeth so Clayton let's let's move on to the, the issue of the bus what's what exactly is going on there okay let me just uh, make this clear at the beginning the buses have absolutely nothing to do with the Cornborough council yeah okay we uh, it has nothing to do with the councillor but as a local representative, I take up issues with the residents and help and support where I can. I, uh, the buses in Bennett's End, the area I cover, have been drastically cut. And t- to be honest, uh, uh, the whole of Hamel Hampstead has a real realignment of buses with the reduction in services. Uh, so two residents wrote to me uh, by email and they responded on the same day. Uh, we've taken the issue up with the MP. As, as Elizabeth has, she informed me yesterday, an MP written to her to say, look, this is a, a river private business matter, but he will take it up. The buses have reduced. The MP has met a river and, and uh, passed the concerns on, and they said they will review the situation in six months. You would have to speak to river yourself to get the uh, stuff on the horse's mouth. In terms of buses in Bennison, they have reduced. There's two reductions. One is the early service from 6.30 to 7.45 in certain areas. Uh, the other one is before nine buses for children to school and people going to surgery. Yes, they have been cut. I've rang River customer services as other residents have and they don't write back to you. It's frustrating, isn't it, when they don't get back in touch? Sorry? It must be frustrating, Councillor Mahmood, when they don't get back in touch with you. What they say is they will review it and take the comments on board. Yeah, so I think uh, that's, they've taken my comments on board. And, and OK, well, let's, let's speak to Elizabeth. Elizabeth, w- w- yeah. what's your reaction to what that? What I want to know is why is there a convoy of buses going in the opposite direction? There's actually, any time you go around to Benson shops, you will see two buses, and they're practically empty. I want Mr Mahmood to find out why they're running two empty buses down in the other direction, when we, in our direction, going down Road, only get one in the hour, and if they cut that number one, then it's two-hour gap. Will you do that, Mr. Mahmood? Will you pursue that? I will pursue it, but I'm not promising that, anything. But no. it's a private company matter, so I cannot. Uh, okay, but that specific point that the, 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 the specific. I can pick it up. The specific point. Who are the running service for? Are they running for themselves or for the passengers? Yeah. I can't comment on the bus company, but what is one thing I have suggested to Elizabeth and others is we have concerns in Bennington. We should have friends and residents and local bus users let's start a petition which we can pass on okay. to Riva so in the review they can take it Listen, on board. We, we have to end it uh, there because we're running out of time. Elizabeth, I really appreciate... One last thing... Uh, very quickly, if you can, Councillor. Uh, thank you for your time. 
uh, I was saying to Elizabeth, we did a litter pick last Friday in the field next to her house. We did 200 leaflets. So there was a chance for people locally to come out and talk to me there. So, so you have, the, there, you have the, the, the time to hand out leaflets, but not the time to get back in touch yes, with Leaflets with people. to contact residents, you know, I deliver to their house. I don't hand them out. I if I'm delivering leaflets, there's I no better way to I didn't get any leaflets, and I don't know if anybody in my street did. Mr Mumu, yeah. will, will you be buying so, a new telephone today? I won't be buying today. I'm uh, up north, but uh, when I get back on the weekend, I'll be looking into answering service. I, I suggest you do it, you do it as uh, quickly as you can, Councillor Mahmood. Thank you very much indeed, Councillor Mahmood, who uh, took four months to get in touch with a local resident, Elizabeth Price, and that only happened when BBC Three Counties intervened. Thank you very much indeed. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. The future of paediatric services at Bedford Hospital was discussed at a public meeting last night. Parents, campaigners and the local clinical commissioning group who will determine the future of the unit met to talk about when services will return to the hospital and how they should be run. Dave Hodgson is the uh, Mayor of Bedford. Morning, Dave. Where are we uh, at in terms of getting services back to Bedford? Oh, Dave? Dave, Dave's dropped off. We'll get Dave back uh, in a little bit. Um, 08459 455 555. Paul Scoynes, our political reporter, has just uh, sent, sent me an email about Councillor Mahmood. Yes, I bet those leaflets uh, that he's handing out have his telephone number on. Yes, I, I suspect they, uh, they, they possibly do. I think we've got Dave on the line now. Morning, Dave. Good morning. Dave, where are we at in terms of getting services back to Bedford? Um, I think there's, there's information that I sort of got from last night you probably know more about um, in terms of the consultation and about the speed of that. But I, the least I know is that we should be going out to, or the hospital should be going out to consultation at the commissioners on the 11th of November about their options. Um, I've had meetings with, with a whole range of people, as you expect, and some of the local doctors, the Trust Development Agency, uh, believe there are ways to bring back all the services to Bedford have to deliver them differently, but all being delivered locally. And I hope, and I, I'm going to demand, that's one of the options that they consult on. What do you make of the changes to the board at Bedford Hospital? I've only just seen them. I haven't met um, the, the interim, uh, the, the hospital. I think that's uh, a good thing to have an, an interim chief executive is always worrying, I think, for the staff and for the public. And the sooner we get uh, a chief executive fighting for Bedford Hospital and fighting for the people of Bedford, that'll be a really good thing. Do you think Stephen Conroy uh, did a good job? I don't know enough about it. Um, he's uh, obviously hadn't done the job long. Uh, he was left sort of interim uh, chief exec when the previous one left. Um, so I don't know enough. I mean, we need to move forward and, and make sure we get the services back and safely. And have you spoken to the uh, the interim chair of Bedfordshire CCG, no, no, Sheila Childerhouse? I haven't at the moment, but I know that um, uh, it's in my diary for, for later on, I think uh, early next month. Uh, we've already spoken to, to one campaigner who was disappointed that it looks like things are going to be delayed even longer. I remember Mr Conroy was talking about hopefully having the services back by March. It looks like they're not even going to be looked at uh, uh, until the summer. I mean, I think, that, I think this is one of the problems. There are so many bits of the NHS. I mean, I'm quite staggered. This is sort of, I all thought it's one body, but it seems to be dozens of bodies. When I talked to Trust Development Agency and Health Education East of England, both of those were looking to see if they could bring back the doctors in training uh, in December to see if that's a possibility. And if that was, that would be um, um, hope to bring it back early in that. We also got eight consultant paediatricians in the hospital at the moment, um, which is considerably more than we had when we, this problem started, which we've got to remember was not about the outcomes of the hospital. It was about the training and the supervision of doctors in training.
Bedford Hospital has been under threat before. How worried are you this time? Um, it's been under threat. I think the last time I was sort of um, removed from the premises uh, before I was mayor uh, was back in 2007, I think. Um, I'm constantly worried. I think we've got to keep on fighting and make sure it's, it um, stays with us and all the services stay in Bedford. Why were you removed from the premises? <laughs> what did you do? Um, I was protesting on their site with a banner and they asked me to move, which I did so. Naughty, naughty, Dave. Uh, absolutely. Thank you very much. Listen, thank you for your time. Dave Hodgson, uh, the Mayor of Bedford, you can have your say on that or any of the things we're talking about this morning, 08459 455 555. One of the things uh, that has, has got you uh, fiery and feisty is uh, the potential reduction of speed limits, not just in built-up residential areas, but all across the town, or across towns, excuse me, in Hertfordshire, reducing the speed limit to 20 miles per hour. What do you think? Is it a good idea? We heard uh, someone from the Alliance, National Alliance of Road Users who seems to think that driving at 20 is particularly difficult. It isn't. It isn't these days. Yes, cars 30 years ago, you'd probably stall. But now, with modern cars, you can drive at 20 miles an hour easily. It doesn't require any more thought than driving at 30. Once you get used to it, it's fine. Piece of cake. Would you welcome lowering the speed limit to 20 miles per hour across towns? Do you think it would make a difference? Would it make things safer? Or do you think it's a waste of money? We spoke to uh, Cambridge, uh, somewhere from Cambridge where it's happened. It cost half a million pounds. 08459 455 555 is the telephone number if you want to give me a call. Facebook.com forward slash BBC 3CR. Or you can send me a text 81333. Start your text 3CR. Um, and don't forget, of course, you can email me. Lots of you have been emailing me this week with uh, bits and pieces. Some bits about Barnfield, which is very interesting. Thank you very much. We'll look into those. Um, but also, we get a lot of, we've been getting a lot of our stories the last couple of weeks from you. The story just there where we were speaking uh, to Councillor Mahmood came from Elizabeth Price getting in touch with us, saying she wasn't happy about something. So if you've got a story that you think we should do, a big one, small one, might affect just you, might affect the whole town or the whole county, send me an email, ian.lee at bbc.co.uk, I-A-I-N dot L-double-E at bbc.co.uk. We'll have a look at it. If it doesn't quite fit this show, then we'll, we'll see if it fits any of the other shows. And uh, we'll, uh, we'll not, not fob you off. That's, that, that's rude, isn't it? We'll pass you on to the, to the person best placed to help. That's it, exactly. 8.15, BBC Three Counties Radio. Let's get the travel news now. Here's Bill. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Got one reported incident this morning, which concerns Lower Sundon. If you live in Lower Sundon, we've got uh, you've got Church Road partially blocked by an obstruction on the carriageways between Harlington Road and Manor Road. More updates on that, please. That would be most welcome. David, thank you for alerting us to that one. Other than that, Friday morning rush hour. Uh, at the moment, it looks pretty normal, actually, as we're approaching half-term week next week. It still stops dark M25 anti-clockwise, uh, 26 to 24, building up now generally uh, around Milton Keynes, of course. Checking my live departures boards for the trains. Uh, all you can find, no reported problems. Bill Sheldrake, BBC Three Counties Radio. Bill? Yes, yes, You haven't got any more travel to do, have you? I'm talking to Jonathan Vernon-Smith about our favourite curries. <laughs> have you got anything else? Have, have, I'm a bit of a wuss when it comes to curries. Oh. I'm, I'm your Miles Chicken Korma man, oh, so I'm not really much used to your very important discussion. We'll say goodbye then. Goodbye. Goodbye. Oh dear, what a disappointment <laughs> he turned out to be. <laughs> 8.16. It's Friday the 25th of October. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. A man will appear in court this morning charged with murdering 67-year-old Len Flower in Luton earlier this week.
Campaigners have been given no guarantees that overnight paediatric care will return to Bedford Hospital. They met with health officials about the ongoing row last night. The weather this morning will be wet, but it's going to brighten up this afternoon. Coming up, Hertfordshire County Council is considering lowering speed limits to 20 miles per hour in towns across the county. What do you think? 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. BBC Three Counties Radio. You have no idea what it's like for the businesses up here. Local and vocal. We're at the situation where we cannot pay invoices that were due in August. And as a result, we cannot buy stock for the Christmas trade. Across beds, hearts and bucks. I mean, I've lived here 30 odd years, but you can't go out no more. I used to go down the bingo. You don't go anywhere. People on planes who are really large should pay for two seats because they take up all the space. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Uh, we were talking about curries. You went out for a cheeky curry last night. Oh, yes. You've inspired me to maybe order one tonight. I've got the kids all day. Once they're in Why bed, I'm going to sit in front of the telly, watch Watchdog on the video, and uh, have a curry. It's Friday. Yeah. I mean, let's let's be crazy and live on the edge. Let's live. I'm trying to remember my favourite dish. It's like a yellow sort of creamy dish with bits of um, cheese. Mutter paneer. Oh, mutter paneer. And mutter paneer. I'll have a mutter paneer. It's not, that's just like a little side. Oh right! Oh, it's delicious. I was going to say. I mean, you're a vegetarian. Yeah, so, yeah. what do you what do you eat when you're a vegetarian? A veg korma. Is that what, what they put lumps of broccoli in it? Or yes, yes. Really? What's your problem with that? What? So you literally get no no meat in it at all? Well, what with being a vegetarian? No. How odd! Well, no, it's that's how it works. It's so a it's lifestyle just choice. Like, so it's like the rest of the of the korma or the bolti or whatever. Yeah. But instead of meat, it's lumps of broccoli. Yeah. And other vegetables, yes. Oh. It's delicious. Then you get some sides, some bombay some aloo gobi. More, more vegetables. Yeah. With a paneer, get some naan. That's not a vegetable, is it? No, bread. It's a, it's a bread. <laughs> get uh, my, and, uh, a, a lassi. I like a lassi. And a, 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 a lassi? A sweet lassi. You've, have you ever been to an Indian restaurant? <laughs> you've missed half of the thing. Next time you go to an Indian restaurant, and you can back me up on this, dear listener. <laughs> If you've had one, 08459 four double five five double five, a sweet lassie. I always have exactly Ooh. the same thing. Oh, uh, so much so that when I order my takeaway, they say, "Mr. Smith, <laughs> <laughs> a, you've got a regular uh, order at your local yeah. Indian." Hello, can I have a lamb balti, pilau rice, and a sagaloo, please, Mr. Smith? Next time you go for a curry, order a sweet lassie. Oh, it's it's wonderful. Don't, don't. Well, I know it's just it makes me think of a dog. Well, of course it would, because it's but it's it's not doesn't taste of dog. Don't know what dog tastes like. I really? imagine it doesn't taste of dog. It's beautiful, gorgeous. Right now, listen. Yesterday, um, I'm surprised you came in today because I know yesterday was g- genuinely a very emotional day. It's 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 a story that you've been following for two years, reached its its conclusion. Yes, the story of Mr. Tango Orlando, Fiona's yeah. beloved cat, who sadly passed away, and uh, she contacted a taxidermist who took money. Who's a local taxidermist? He took her money. He took Mr. Tango, and seemingly. Based on uh, on what I saw yesterday, he hasn't mm. done very much with him. Mm. Uh, we laid Mr Tango to rest yesterday afternoon. The full story, including yesterday's burial service, uh, from half past ten this morning on my show. Some very powerful pictures as well on the Facebook page. You've seen? So, yeah, very powerful pictures. And uh, so, so what? So half past ten this morning, we can listen to that. And also, just very quickly, before you, you, you talk about what's coming up today, well done in your consumer hour yesterday, with those chances who bought that sofa that was too big for their living room 
and they got their money back. Oh, dearie, dearie me. You don't buy a sofa without... You get a bit of tape or a bit of string and you mark out the space in the living room. They got their money back. I know you, I know you have to be diplomatic. Of course you do. Chances. Well, I did say yesterday, I made it quite clear that you, you don't have a right. If you, no. if you go in and you... It's like anything. People come to me often. They say, oh, well, I went to a car garage and I put down a £1,000 deposit on a car and then I got home and I spoke to the wife and I thought, yeah, actually, I don't really want it. But now the company is saying we've got to buy it. Yep. Well, that's not right, is it? Well, actually, it is. It is right. Of course, you've entered into a contract. Exactly. The law state, you know, you don't go putting deposits down for things. You don't go agreeing to buy things unless you actually intend to buy them. Yeah. Because it's legally binding and you're going to find it very, very difficult, if not impossible, to get out of that contract. Mm. Yes. So that was one of those very cases. But Christina was very lucky. That very said, lucky. You know what? We, we can't be doing this We anymore. can't be bothered with Tim phoning us up anymore. Exactly. Please leave us alone. <laughs> Please leave us alone. We'll give her a back her money. She was lucky, though. Very lucky. Mm. Bit of a chance. Now, what's coming up on your show today? Coming up on this morning's big phone-in. Been very interested in your miles per hour discussion. Oh, yes. So from nine this morning, I'm asking, is it reasonable to limit drivers to 20 miles per hour in towns? Hertfordshire County Councillors suggested reducing the speed limit to 20 miles per hour in towns across the county. Councillors hope the move could cut congestion and reduce access. However, Nigel Humphreys, who you had a very feisty conversation he's with He's fun, earlier. Nigel. I hope he took it in the spirit it was intended. I don't think he did. No? But I, I, I think he got a bit miffed. But I, I always enjoy my spiring with Nigel. Well, he was telling you that 20 is an unnatural speed and the policy is a bad idea. You know what I was trying to think about, though, this morning? Yeah. If I had to stick to 20, I would not be able to go into third gear. Sorry? That is a reality in my car. If I... Um, if anything less than 30... My car shakes uh, how, in how third your gear. Car? Two years old. Oh, for goodness sake. You don't it, know how to drive properly. It shakes. No, the gear's too low. It's, so I would have to be in 20, and I would have to drive around with my engine going, like that. That's the reality. Is that the reality? So I'm just wondering whether other people have also got that concern about this. From nine this morning, I want your, your views on this. Is it reasonable to limit drivers to 20 miles per hour in towns? 08459 555555. So that's coming up. And, of course, the uh, conclusion to the Mr Tango Orlando story will be at half past ten this morning as well. Yes, indeed. Excellent stuff. Thank you very much. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Certainly going to be listening to uh, to Jonathan's show this morning. It sounds cracking stuff, and that uh, the story about Mr. Tango Orlando sounds uh, particularly sad. Now, as you heard there, the speed limit could be about to drop right down to 20 miles per hour in towns across Hertfordshire. The idea is being considered by the county council as a way to cut congestion and reduce accidents. Well, earlier on in the show, I spoke to Nigel Humphreys from the Alliance of British Drivers who thinks they're wasting their time. I think it's a very bad idea to put these in on a blanket basis. Research shows that if you put speed limits on roads that are inappropriate for the conditions, in other words, they're, they're way below what the natural speed is that people will drive along that road, then what, what you get is that some people ignore them. The natural speed, a concept I'm still struggling to grasp. Well, I'm joined now by Rod King. He is the founder and campaign director of Twenties Plenty for Us. Uh, morning, Rod. Why did you set up this group? Good morning, Ed. Well, I, I, I got involved looking at our twin town. Uh, I live in Warrington in the uh, northwest, and our twin town is in Germany. And there they had 23% of their uh, actual in-town trips were by bicycle. 
And I was very interested to find out what this was and, and whether this was based on lots of infrastructure, cycle paths or whatever. And when I got over there, I, I found actually that um, they put in a 30 kilometres per hour speed limit throughout the whole town in the early 1990s. And that was the foundation of their walking and cycling strategies. And as a result, they actually had a roundabout for every 100 people moving around the town they had about 40 fewer cars on the road. And it seemed to me that, okay, this was something which was eminently sensible because, you know, in today's sort of uh, conditions in our, in our towns, our journey time isn't really decided by how fast we go in between where we're stopped. It's determined by how long we're stopped at congestion points, at traffic lights, uh, uh, etc. And so I got involved looking at the, um, the, the particular guidance on this and how it could be done. And I found lots of people were interested and lots of supporters. So in 2007, I set up 20s Plenty for Us in order to assist those communities and people who wanted to look at this idea in, in their own towns. And now we have 210 local campaigns throughout the country. And people, uh, there are 12.5 million people now living in local authorities which have already adopted this uh, as a policy. And we're talking about big places. I mean, it's, it's happening Lancashire, Manchester, Liverpool, Newcastle, Bath, Bristol, Oxford, Cambridge, 20% uh, of the London boroughs. Uh, it really is something whose time has come. Nigel Humphreys from the Alliance of British Drivers doesn't think it will reduce accidents. Well, he, he, he can have that opinion, of course, but that's not what the evidence shows. Where it has been uh, uh, done, then there have been reductions. I know there was a big pilot done in my own uh, uh, hometown where they found when they did the pilot and compared that with other um, um, casualty statistics for other parts of the town in the same period, then there's a 22% bigger reduction in those areas where they put in a, a, a 20 mile an hour limit. And the other, the, there is a, a common rule of thumb that for every mile an hour reduction in speed, uh, average speed which there is in uh, urban areas, then you will get a 6% reduction in, in, in casualties. I don't know if you so, just heard my uh, colleague, Jonathan Vernon-Smith, he said that he, he, if he had to drive at 20 miles per hour, he would have to stay in second gear. Which wouldn't be good for his car, would it? Well, it, 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 it wouldn't be good. But one, one of the problems, you know, with, with when we're driving, because we're not used to staying in, 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 uh, at 20 miles an hour, we have it as a transitionary speed. What happens, it, we're usually doing 20 miles an hour when we're accelerating. Now, when you're actually doing 20 miles an hour as a, as a, as a steady speed, then you can easily stay in, 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 in third gear, right? And the other thing, of course, is that you, you use most of your fuel within an in-town environment in accelerating. And, you know, to get to 30 miles an hour, it takes two and a quarter times more fuel and energy than it does to get to 20 miles an hour. So every time within an urban environment you go up to 30, back down to 20 or 15, then back up to 30, you're using far more fuel in each of those in in instances. So what they found is a 20 mile an hour uh, limit 
gives you fewer gear changes, uh, less fuel con- uh, consumption, and they've also done trials in, uh, in, in London by Imperial College uh, London, which actually says that it, there is no detriment to fuel um, emissions. It actually makes many of the uh, particular fuel emissions lower. Rod, I appreciate your, your words and your wisdom this morning. Rod King, founder and campaign director of 20s Plenty for Us. Right, 30 minutes of this. Need your answers now. What do you think? 20 miles per, uh, per hour in towns, not just in residential areas, in towns. Would you support that? Do you think that that makes sense? It's sensible? It'll save fuel? Should, according to certain statistics, it will be safer? What do you think? No, hang on a second. That's ridiculous. 20 miles per hour is too slow. Why should I drive at that speed? 30 minutes to give me a call. 08459 455 555. Here comes a man who I've lost all respect for since he's got no strength for hot manly curries. Bill Wimpy Sheldrake. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The main news concerns Lower Sundon. You've got Church Road partially blocked. There's some sort of obstruction on the casual. Watch out for that if you're in that vicinity. Other than that, Friday's rush has started. Queuing now, M25, anti-clockwise, Chorleywood at 18, up to Junction 16. No doubt you're used to that by now. And Chetton, 810 southbound, bit of a slow one on my senses. Uh, this is between the Turnford New River Trading Estate and Lieutenant Ellis Way. I'm checking those light departures boards for you all, looking OK, including departures today out from Luton and for Bedford stations. Bill Sheldrake, BBC. Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Half past eight, I'm Lee New. The headlines, a man has been charged with the murder of 67-year-old Len Flower, who was stabbed to death in Luton on Tuesday afternoon. 35-year-old Samir Barber, who lives in the same road as the pensioner, will appear before magistrates today. Campaigners say they're concerned that a final decision on paediatric services at Bedford Hospital will be delayed even further. Bedfordshire Clinical Commissioning Group says it can't promise overnight care will return before there's been a full review. And the speed limit could be lowered to 20 miles per hour in towns across Hertfordshire. The idea is being considered by the County Council as a way to cut congestion and reduce accidents. The weather will be cloudy with heavy rain this morning but turning brighter this afternoon. Top temperatures around 19 degrees Celsius 66 degrees Fahrenheit. Three Counties Sports BBC Three Counties Radio Manchester City's Yaya Torre says black players could boycott the 2018 World Cup unless Russia tackles racism in football. It follows complaints of racial insults during City's midweek win in Moscow. Paul Mortimer from Show Racism the Red Card also has reservations about Russia hosting the tournament. Well, it scares me, to be truthfully honest. The best thing about it is they have four years to get it right. They've got work to do and the first thing they, I think they have to do is accept there is an issue. Because if they continue to ignore that these these things are happening, they won't really deal with it correctly. They've got four years. They've got to get it done in a year or two, as far as I'm concerned. It worries me, though. The MK Dons manager Carl Robinson says defender Tom Flanagan still has a future at the club. Robinson signed centre-half Jordan Spence on loan from West Ham yesterday. And he's sent to play at Tranmere tomorrow. I've told them I'm not going to let him go on loan just yet. I want to stay here, we're going to work on a number of things, me and Tom, and we're going to try and get him right for when he is called upon next. Um, don't lose faith with Tom, he's a really good kid with a, with a bright future, 
and he's just having a bad time at the moment. Um, so it's a bit unfair for me to leave him in. Also in League One tomorrow, Stevenage take on Crawley. Wickham Wanderers have signed experienced Danish midfielder Sebastian Kansvard on a one-month deal, subject to international clearance. The 30-year-old has had spells at Arsenal and Stoke and has played in Portugal, Holland and Sweden. There are plenty of teams from the three counties in FA Cup action tomorrow. Luton Town, Biggleswade, St Albans, Hamill Hempstead, Borehamwood and Bishop Stortford are just one win from the first round proper. And Red Bull Sebastian Vettel has been fastest after first practice at the Indian Grand Prix. The German could secure his fourth consecutive driver's title this weekend by finishing fifth or higher. BBC Three Counties News and Sport. More at nine o'clock. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Got a, a message here on Facebook. Leave Bill Sheldrake alone. Nice to have a professional on the station. It's not from Bill, no, it's from Steve. Well, th- there we go. The, the apologies, Steve. It's all, it's all, it's all in good, uh, in good humour. For, for goodness sake, nothing nasty here. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five is the phone number. Last twenty-seven minutes of the show. We got some live music before the end, as we always do on a Friday. Uh, in the meantime, I need your telephone calls, please. You can give us a call about any of the things. Uh, that you've heard this morning, but particularly, I suppose, um, talking about the reduction of the speed limit in Hertfordshire to uh, 20 miles per hour. What do you think? Good idea? Sensible idea? Or a terrible idea? We'll be speaking to J-Dog later on. I have to call him that. It's his birthday. If you want to phone up and wish Justin a happy birthday, by the way, yes, we are that short on content. We will let you come and do that. Gilbert's in Brickettwood. Morning, Gilbert. Good morning. What what do you reckon on this? Well, I think that um, there are... At times when it's good to have a reduction, i.e., in the when you pass in schools, for example. Yes. But to generalise, like is being suggested, I think it's an awful idea. The fact of the matter is, I've got a six gear uh, uh, gearbox with six gears, and to do twenty miles an hour comfortably, I'd have to be in third gear, uh, which would be much more pollution coming out of my engine uh, because of the revs involved. Uh, so I reckon it's a rotten idea. It might save a few lives for people getting killed through dangerous high speeds and things like that. But it would, the pollution would doubtless kill other people. The extra pollution. Well, we're stretching things a little bit. Let's do all this one at a time. You'd agreed that it might save lives if we if we slow down to twenty miles per hour. We might save I don't know a few children's lives a year. That's got to be a good thing, hasn't it? I, 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 I think it's a good idea to put it outside schools, as I just said. Yeah. At least I thought I just said. You, no, you did just say. Uh, and it, uh, uh, but also, if we have it through the rest of town, if we can say, if we can save, Gilbert, one child's life in Hertfordshire by doing this, then that has to be worth it, doesn't it? Doesn't it? Well, it's got to be weighed up about how many people's lives are going to be damaged uh, by... The extra pollution. How much extra pollution is there? How much extra pollution is there really going to be? Well, the revs on my car will go up dramatically. You need to, you need to get a better car. It's going to be more exhaust fumes. Get a better car. I've just got a car. It's about eighteen months old, yeah. and it's thirty pounds ta- tax to pay each year because it's so economical and friendly to the environment. So that's a rubbish thing you were saying there. Well, 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 no, it, it, if your car, my car, the revs don't particularly go up at 20 miles per hour in third gear. Well, if you, if you, if you drop down from fourth or 
fifth gear yeah. to, to third gear, for example, it, the revs have got to rise correspondingly. Well, so st- stay there, uh, uh, Gilbert. Brian is in Bedford. Morning, Brian. Good morning. You think this is a good idea, do you? I think it's a good idea for in town. Tell Gilbert why. Well, 20 mile per hour, if you meet a car going 20 mile per hour, still a 40 mile per hour uh, collision. And the way now most side streets, like in Castle Road area, cars are parked both sides, and you've got buses going up and down, people trying to cross the road and they've got to step out between cars, I've been driving for 60 years and I've got an old car and I've got no trouble at all in driving at 20 mile per hour. The engine goes smoothly. And um, about two months ago I wrote a letter and they published it in the paper at Bedford suggesting 20 mile per hour along High Street, Bedford. And um, they put it in as a leading letter and I met... um, Mayor Hodgson, Mr. Hodgson, I said, um, when are you going to bring in the 20 mile per hour? And he said, we're doing it. He said, we put up the signs and uh, we're finishing all the markings yeah. next week. And uh, I think it's a, a Well, Gil- the, the, Brian, Gilbert thinks that we'll kill more people with the extra pollution. No, that's not true. Um, I think an engine emits more fumes at 30 mile per hour than it does at 20 because you don't need so much um, throttle opening. I, I, I don't know. Brian, listen, thank you very much. Gilbert, stay there, because I believe Ian in Bedford wants to have a word. Yes, Ian? Gilbert, what planet are you on? What? Sorry? What planet are you on? I'm, oh, on, I'm on the normal one, the same that you're on. All right, fair enough. Oh, uh, well, we might, uh, we might save a few people being killed, but, oh, wait a minute, it'll cost me an extra five a year in fuel. Oh, dear. Well, surely if it's going to save lives by lowering it by 10 miles an hour, which certainly will save lives, I'm sure it's a lot different getting hit at 20 miles an hour rather than 30. But Ian... Surely that's the price to pay. Ian, the Gilbert's argument wasn't about the the amount of money it would cost him. It was about the the extra pollution that would be pumped into the air. It was also partly about pollution. But, oh, come on, what are we talking about here? That's just a a non-argument. You know, it's... If, if it does save lives and there are, there, there's categoric evidence that lowering the, 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 the speed limit in various towns and cities saves lives, then do it. And while you're at it, limit uh, cars to 70 miles an hour. So they can't go faster than 70 on a motorway. Gilbert? That would save lives. <laughs> it's already... And that, also, and that would also, sorry Gilbert, that would also be good for the environment because you wouldn't be having cars going 80, 90 miles an hour. You'd be keeping them at 70. All right, Ian, let, Gil- let Gilbert respond. Gilbert? That's a completely uh, stupid argument I think you put forward there. There is a limit of 70 miles an hour on the motorway already. It's a case of enforcing it. So it, that, well, what, what I'm saying is limit cars. Limit cars to 70 miles an hour. Like they're doing with young people with insurance now. They're saying, right, if you can prove you're a good driver and you have your car limited and you don't rev it too much and you don't break the speed limit, we'll lower your insurance. So there are ways of doing that and you can limit this. You can see vans with, I'm limited to 70 miles an hour on it. So why not do that to all cars and it stop people going at 90 miles an hour down the motorway and causing carnage? I think that's a rubbish argument, quite frankly, but however... Hang on, let him respond, Ian. Ian, Ian, let let Gilbert respond. Go on, Gilbert. The the fact of the matter is, we're talking about a a 
put in a general ban on all of the towns, apparently, all the roads in, in the towns. And there are some of them which don't need 20 miles an hour speed limits. It's, a, it's an absolute nonsense. Where we want 20 mile an hour speed limits are doubtless outside going past schools and things like that. OK, gentlemen, we have to end it there. Gilbert, uh, Ian and Brian, thank you very much. Uh, for that. Well, we've sent out our reporter, J-Dog, I have to say that, it's his birthday, to uh, talk to people like this morning. J-Dog. Hello, Ian. That was interesting, wasn't it, that it conversation? Was, it was good. It got feistier than I was expecting it to. Absolutely. I mean, I, I think personally, in reality, this is never going to happen because it's like anything. How would you police this? It's all very well saying we're going to reduce the limit to 20 miles per hour. We'll, we'll try policing that because at the moment um, you can't police a 30 miles per hour limit. Yeah, I don't know. How could we police that? I don't know. With policemen, with speed cameras, with things like that maybe, Justin. Yeah, but when was the last time you saw a traffic policeman? Answer me that question. Uh, it was about a month ago when I got done. A month ago, exactly. A whole month. And speed cameras, a lot of them, of course, have been turned off. Yeah, but we don't know which ones have been turned off. That's, mm. the, be- that's the beauty of the uh, speed camera thing. So, yeah, one way to uh, uh, police speeding is with, I don't know, speed cameras. OK, speed cameras, OK. Is that your point? But uh, I have been talking to people this morning, do, asking them whether yeah, they think a 20 miles per hour speed limit would be a good thing. Here's what people have had to say. It's his birthday, he's been a bit rude today. No, it's a bad thing. Why would it be a bad thing? You drive too slow. Can you stick to the current speed limit? No, nope, 40. 40 miles per hour is perfect speed. Ever been caught for speeding? Never. Lola, do you think you could stick to 20 miles per hour if that was the new limit on our roads? Depends on the road, to be honest. I mean, I think despite the limit, you've always got to use your judgement. You've got to look at the weather, the road surfaces, if it's foggy, etc. If there's a school nearby. So, yes, I would use that as a, as a, a base, but... It would depend on the road. It would probably be difficult on some roads, to be honest, though. And would you almost find yourself looking at your speedometer all the time so you're not looking at the road, which, of course, you should be doing? Definitely. I think because you're more concerned about, obviously, getting a a speeding ticket, so you do tend to look at it a bit more, definitely. But um, I think that it would be unrealistic, probably, to do 20 on some roads. Well, here's somebody who's a taxi driver. Reducing the speed limit to 20 miles per hour, do you think that's realistic? I don't think so. Because 30 miles, you know, I mean, nowadays the cars they produce, 20 miles an hour, I mean, they start jerking, don't they? I mean, you can't even change the gear. I mean, it's a fast speed gear. So you think everyone would just ignore it? I think they'll do. ignore it. Unless they put the cameras there. <laughs> but on the whole, you driving this vehicle, which is a powerful vehicle, to be fair, yeah. you trying to stick to 20 miles per hour, do you think that would take a lot of skill for you to actually do that. Well, it will be very hard. Balls. Utter balls. We've done this before, Justin. You went and drove at 20 miles per hour. Mm-hmm. And how did you find it? In the vehicle I drove in, yeah, OK. But other vehicles, of course, as that man mentioned there, are very different. You know, cars... Oh, if, for if, goodness, I know. If you've got a high-powered vehicle... Oh, mate. You know, Jonathan mentioned it earlier as well. Uh, the taxi driver mentioned it there. Some of the cars, they start shaking. You will get calls on that. Yeah, if you can't, if you can't drive properly, they will. Now, Justin, let's move on. Uh, sorry, J-Dog, let's move on. Because um, the, Patricia is on the line. Patricia, I believe you don't want to speak. Is that correct? Right, OK. <laughs> so she has got a, a card that she wants to play to you, J-Dog. Yeah, Are you okay. sure you don't want to speak, Patricia? <laughs> OK. She's, she's got a card that she wants to play. You have to guess who it is or what yeah. it is, and if you get it right, you win a Mars bar. Oh, really? This is fun. Oh, so I Patri- love this game, yeah. Patricia, uh, away you go. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. 
just because it's your birthday. Happy birthday to you. Oh, I've got it. I've got it. You have a great day now. Uh, Justin, who was that? I know who it was. It's the, it's the guy that used to do catchphrase. I know, I know who it is. You're I know. It's the D-Dog. It's Daniel O'Donnell. Oh, he is, he is my second favourite. Who's your first? Jim Reeves. Oh, right. Uh, I'm showing my age now, but Daniel O'Donnell sings a lot of songs that Jim Reeves sang. Hmm. I'll um, remember you. <laughs> Hang on a second, that was Frank Ifield. Oh, right, OK. Right. Jim Reeves did that as well, I think, didn't he? I won't forget you. Uh, now, Justin, we were having an interesting conversation about Daniel O'Donnell today, weren't we? We were. Do you know what? Daniel O'Donnell, for me, is an absolute legend. Can absolute. I just say where I last saw him? For someone who didn't want to talk, Patricia, oh. you're very chatty. Oh, uh, uh, he was singing the rivers of Babylon along the stage of the Royal Albert Hall. By the rivers of Babylon. Yeah, he came um, and we remember Zion. Brown girl in the ring. There's a brown girl in the ring. The thing is, Ian, your version is probably better than Danny O'Donnell's. Oh, no, that's Patricia's face. Have you ever met him, Patricia? Well, he smiled at me. Well, I was hoping he was smiling at me, but there were a few hundred around me at the time. He was smiling at you, Patricia. Yeah. Now, legally, you do have to buy Justin a Mars bar. I'm going to. When I come in to do Treasure Quest, and I'm not telling you the date, oh. I put a Mars bar in his pigeonhole. You put, slip a Mars bar in his slot. He'll love that. <laughs> Patricia, you're very, very kind. Thank you for coming on. Thank you. J-Dog, anything else? Uh, no, that's it. Thank you very much. Bye. Bye. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. That's your news now for Lower Sunderland. They've now cleared Church Road after there was an obstruction. Other than that, normal Friday morning rush hour ready for the M25, queuing from Shorleywood at 18 to the M40 at 16. Biggleswade, southbound at A1, looking slow as well, between the Biggleswade South home based roundabout up towards the uh, Edward uh, Lang, uh, sorry, Langford turn off in Edward. Uh, King's Langley looking quite slow at A41, and Exchange Road in Watford, heavy traffic on the sensors around Upton Road. Wickham Wanderers tomorrow taking on Berry. Could get rather uh, busy traffic wise if you're heading to Park tomorrow afternoon, kick off time three o'clock. Trains right now looking okay. Bill Sheldrake, BBC Three Counties Radio. Bill, thank you very much indeed. Right, it's eight forty-seven. It's Friday, the twenty-fifth of October. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. A man will appear before magistrates this morning, charged with murdering sixty-seven-year-old Len Flower in Luton on Tuesday afternoon. A decision on whether paediatric service will be fully restored at Bedford Hospital will be delayed by a further six months. And experts at the University of Hertfordshire say they've proved that women are better at multitasking than men. Coming up, a little bit of music. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. and windy at the moment but it should clear fairly early on leaving us with a, a drier brighter day there may be just the odd shower here and there later on uh, certainly still windy though with keen southwesterly winds and temperatures reaching 18 degrees celsius so certainly mild for this time of year a mild but breezy night tonight temperatures only down to about 13 or 14 degrees and tomorrow quite a gray cloudy start to the day with plenty of showery rain around which could stick around until the afternoon and still staying breezy but with highs of 18 degrees celsius 
Sunday looks like a bit of a showery affair and then of course on Monday we have uh, the warning out for the severe gales and uh, still some uncertainty as to the intensity of this but we'll keep you updated over the weekend. That's your latest forecast. Who's a businesswoman and a broadcaster? Isn't it annoying when you just miss the end of something? Close to the headlines, there's a full bulletin of four. You have to turn the radio off. Or there's just so many interesting things, you don't have time to listen to them all. There's a lady here. Hello, have you got the treasure for me? I have the treasure. I lost him when I was 11 and he certainly made a great impression on me. Then why not use BBC iPlayer Radio? She developed a cocaine habit that cost her over £120 a day. You can listen again to our programmes and even see what our presenters look like. You look like Mr Stamper from a James Bond film. Head to bbc.co.uk slash three counties and make BBC Three Counties Radio unmissable. Okay, we're going to have some live music in a bit. Before that, Jill's in Luton. Morning, Jill. Good morning. Jill, what would you like to say? I I strongly believe in the 20 mile an hour suggestion um, because my son was nearly killed by being hit by a car on his head. That's why he took most of the impact. Wow. If the car hadn't been going at about 20 miles an hour instead of the 30 miles on that road, he'd be dead today. He was not on a road that was a school-designated road. It was a normal road, um, and he misjudged crossing the road and, and got hit. Um, so, you know, I think any built-up area where there's a likelihood of anyone being injured in a car accident, we know 30 miles an hour or above, you're more likely to die. We've heard arguments from some people this morning, uh, Jill, saying, well, no, it, it won't make any difference. Reducing the speed limit won't save anybody. It will, because... If you're hit at 30 miles or above, it's, a, it's an absolute fact that you're more likely to die. And if you're under 30 miles an hour, you're more likely to survive. I can't remember the exact statistics, but, um, you know, that's what we were told at the time. Jill, I appreciate your time. Sorry to keep it brief, but we are, we are running out of time. I'm going to squeeze in some more stuff. But thank you very much uh, for that story. Uh, very quickly, Warren's emailed in. I checked my uh, revs at 20 miles per hour in third gear and 30 miles per hour in fourth gear. Both were approximately 1,800 revs per minute. There you go, you see. Facts, if we needed it. Now, it's uh, Friday, so we get a bit of music in. We've got the Ooze Valley Singles Club. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. We've got morning. Tim. Morning. We've got Amy and Uncle Sam. Hello. Your Uncle Sam on the washboard. Am, come, yeah. come a little bit closer, Uncle Sam. Speaking of like, now you've got a proper old-fashioned washboard, the types that you would have seen in a bit of Skiffle or Lonnie Donegan, something like that. Well, not quite. It's electric. Where? Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's showing me his socket. It is electric. Yes. We're not going to plug it in today, unfortunately. But what do we, well, I'm going to ask an impossible question for you to answer. What does an electric washboard sound like? Um, it sounds like a normal washboard, but amplified. <laughs> you see, it turns out he could answer that question, and he answered it very, very well. So we've got we've got a, a washboard, we've got a ukulele, we've got an acoustic bass, which I just think is absolutely beautiful. Uh, should we get a song? What are you going to play yeah, for us first gonna, of all? We're going to play um, one of our radio-friendly songs called Luton Airport Parkway. Where you go. <clears throat> the town 15 to Luton Airport Parkway. Well, for the 
I've got to say, far too much energy for this time yeah, in the morning, no, no. though. Come a little bit closer, Tim. How did you all get together? Uh, Sam's my uncle. Oh, he's actually Uncle <laughs> he's Sam. Like, oh, OK. Uncle, well done. Yeah. Fair play. He's my mum's younger brother. My mum's listening, by the way. Hello, mum. She says you're very controversial. Is that good or bad? Yeah, she makes you make her very angry. Oh, that's good, then. <laughs> good. We like making mums angry. And, and Amy's my wife. Oh, hello, Amy. <laughs> so that's how you all know it. So it is a proper family Yeah, well, no, I used, to have, I used to have other people in the band, but you couldn't rely on them, so... Yeah. Get the family, and you know you can you, emotionally blackmail them. Then to sort exactly. Of <laughs> um, well, you, are you doing gigs and stuff? What's, uh, what's well, the plan? We've got one more gig left this year uh, because we're going to have a bit of downtime because we've got a little girl, and so we're going to have a bit of downtime, write some songs, and come Brilliant. back. But our, our last gig of the year is going to be at the Five Bells in Copal, just outside Bedford. Beautiful. On the 9th of November. And is there a website or anything that people yeah, can find uh, out? Yeah. Go on, Sam. You yeah. take over. www.theusvalleysinglesclub.com, and also look us up on Facebook. Facebook. Um, forward and slash Dews Valley Singles Club and Twitter. And Fantastic. Oh, yeah. Listen, OBSC at Twitter. How, how old's the little girl? She's ten months. Oh, oh, proper little girl. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. good. So good my mum's got her this morning. Good. So oh, she's, okay. she's not at home on her own. Okay, that's no. good. <laughs> yeah. well, well, good. Good luck. Well done. That's that's, that's yeah. always very exciting. Can we have one more song? You can. Do you want to cover? Someone said we could do covers. You can do whatever you want. Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> Listen, if we, that we may run out of time. Yeah, 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 if yeah. we do, I will give you the, sig- the signal. Keep playing, and you do the. B- shut up, we'll have, you, you, shut up. <laughs> Basically, we'll have the travel. But we should, we should be all right. What have you got for us? Go on. Oh, we're going to do a cover. We're going to do a town called Malice. Oh, go, yeah, away so, you go. Skiffle, skiffle version of town called Fantastic. Malice. Fantastic. One, two, three, four. Change this 
fantastic and perfect timing too. Very quickly, do you know Stephen St Albans? Yeah. Do you? Yes. Oh, well, he just said, I like this band. Get them in again. It's a stooge, for goodness sakes. We'll be back in a second to plug your website. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Maple Cross to the M4, junction 17 to 15, and of course this is anti-clockwise M25, get ready for those queues. A slow one for White Boston on the A1 southbound, heading up to Black Cat roundabout. Leighton Butter still looking slow as well. This is Leston Road at the Hotcliffe Street roundabout. How to Regis, if you're on the high streets, you'll notice the heavy traffic of course as you're approaching the mini roundabout near Bedford Square and Ellsbury, a Fryridge Road, A41, looking slow on my sensors, particularly as you're approaching the Oxford Road roundabout. Glancing at my live departures board, if you're heading to the train to get you to work, that's all looking absolutely fine. Bill Sheldrake, BBC Three Counties Radio. Bill, thank you very much indeed. You just heard Tim, Amy, Uncle Sam, the Ooze Valley Singles Club. Tim, if people want to find out more about you, where do they go? They go to the www.theoozevalleysinglesclub.com or check us out on Facebook. Like our page because it makes us feel really needed and loved. It's that validation, isn't it? It's it? Valid, yeah. We're all after. It's really important, actually. Thank you so much for coming in. That was wonderful. I lo- what a great way to start the weekend. That's it. That's your lot. The new podcast will be out later on today. JVS is up next from me until Monday at 6. Ta-ta. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Ian. Good morning. Welcome to the JVS Show. I'm Jonathan Vernon-Smith. It's Friday and on today's big phone-in. I'm asking, is it reasonable to...